0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in League. In a year that it's given us bushfires, a global pandemic, and race wars, July brings us David Nofaluma approaching the top of the tri-scorer list.
0: Nathan Cleary quits TikTok after shocking consequences of Penrith ratbags throwing themselves pussy first at his face. Cam
1: Smith lectures the Warriors of the benefits of being quarantined away
0: from your barb. Plus we look ahead to all of the action for round 8 of the 2020 NRL season. that more this we can league.
1: Welcome to episode 357 of This Week in League. I'm Nate.
0: And I'm Jay.
1: The Magnum episode. Yes. For a second, you like, go,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think. And, the,
1: and no, I'm not just talking about your moustache.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I was trying to go, hang on, Dirty Harry, Harry Seeker, <laughs> Deep Cuts. How do you go from Dirty
1: Harry to, to Harry Seeker? Well, I don't
0: know. I'm sure he did some dirty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well oh, welcome another welcome. fucking hype junior. Harry Stajelka. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, what happened? Is he over in Super League? Probably, maybe. Yeah.
1: He might be fucking he might be a real estate agent or fucking owner F forty five by now. Who yeah, knows? probably. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh welcome to the new listeners. Uh, as always. Fucking what's going off lately? Thanks to thanks uh Uncle iTunes or Uncle Apple Podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, um on, sold lately.
0: on that note though, I just want to uh quickly use the patented stepdad uh data checker. Beep, 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 beep. We're gonna actually have a decline this week because I uh, predict there will be no Knights fans listening to this show at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because they are they are of the you know, the the softer softer underbellies of the competition. Yes. I mean who fuck even the even Broncos fans might like at the moment it's still like a like an egg you've just cracked into a fry pan they're like that's that's the level of yeah. their, that's the that's a level of resistance to their underbelly at the yes. moment but it's going to get harder <laughs> mm. because now they're going <laughs> to they're going to they're starting to feel you know the things that Titans fans have had to experience yes. and and given them the, un, the given them the hard underbelly that forces them or that that makes them wise enough not to, to, to demand credit
0: Yes, for a win. Yeah, Broncos fans have had it easy. Yeah, they've had like just periods of lower success, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden something was done about it. Yeah. like for example, when they had Han Jack in the role. Yeah, you know something was done about it, and then Hook got hooked.
1: Well, the thing they used to they've been raised, you know, from from childhood on yeah. a, on a diet of you know on on caviar and. And foie gras, and I mean and, and, you know, at the worst case scenario maybe they, you know, have to eat sort of salmon roe on top of their on top of their fucking, you know, uni you know sushi or whatever. <laughs> but it doesn't dip it doesn't like now they now they gotta eat some fucking pal. <laughs> <laughs> that ironically Next. probably comes from the fucking hindquarters of old mate Buck. I mean, let's face it, he doesn't have to gulp around the field anymore to celebrate tries being scored because it doesn't really fucking happen that often. Yeah, no, not at all. Um but yeah, welcome Broncos fans. Strap yourselves in, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> now, news articles this week. Uh, I did There was a smorgasbord of just funny shit, this, just like little funny stories this week. Uh, the, the first one I have written down here was the death threats in Brisbane with Alex Glenn slamming cyberbullies, revealing that some of his teammates have received death threats after Brisbane slumped to five straight losses. An emotional Glenn said he'd thrown his support behind teammates in the lead up to the clash with the Warriors after witnessing vile social media abuse. The quote was, certain teammates are getting death threats on social media. People can have their judgments, but that is not acceptable. Blah, 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 mental health, etc. Look, I agree with you 100%. My death threats are not Look, to be perfectly honest, though, I've seen some absolutely rampaging fucking trolls in my time. And look, let's be honest. I've been that I've been one, mm. at, you know, in my in the, the best old, of them in the old days. You know, like that—that was me. But I've never thought to actually threaten <laughs> a player with death. <laughs> I mean, the this- mo the worst I've seen is just stuff like, you know, get you know, you need to get you know, chucked into Reggie's and just like, very forcefully, like, you know, you're 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 a fucking shit can't, blah blah blah. You know, I've I've never seen anyone this outwardly say I- you need even to in the fucking, Facebook group. You need to. I will fucking kill That's you. That's it. Because you are losing games. I've never seen that like that level of destroy. Like what you call a death threat.
0: The worst I've seen is the good old, um, you know, phrases like, you know, if I played like you, I'd end myself. Which is yeah,
1: and even that's like a pretty extreme. Like that—that's that's that's probably fuck, the that's furthest. That's over the end. line. Yeah, yeah, that it's over, is over the
0: line. It's over the line, but that's
1: also probably the furthest point you'd ever see. I exactly.
0: Yeah. and
1: that's not not. And obviously, there yeah, people. Maybe people don't say it out loud. Maybe they DM it to someone. You know, that's I, yeah. I, I, I. I completely agree that that is plausible. Just saying, I haven't, I haven't actually seen it. I don't know if it gets that bad, but um,
0: <clears throat>
1: yeah. When you got someone like Matt Lodge running around, <laughs> who's literally done it face to face with people yeah, has in real actually, life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Alex goes at, at training. Yeah. <laughs> right right next to old mate. Yeah. You know. Um, or maybe Matt Lodge has uh, has fucked up here and not actually educated. You know how in lots of groups like you know you got the old guy in the office. Yeah. That thinks it's okay to tell uh, you know jokes and say that uh you know his yeah, name I- when he books for lunch is a huge dick. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and someone just needs to sit him down and say, that's yeah, that's mate, that's mate. not yeah. okay. <laughs> Maybe Matt Lodge needs to sit Alex Glenn down and explain what a death threat is uh, yeah. and show him video mm. and audio footage yep. of him actually giving death threats. That'd be fantastic. Yep.
1: And once again, going back to what we said at the start of the show, like death threats are not on. However, strap yourself in, Broncos players and fans. You're in unch- uncharted waters at the moment. This is probably like the... Ooh. It's not the worst time in history yet, but... I'd, I'd say there's it, a bigger risk. Give it another five weeks and it could be.
0: Yeah, I'd say there's a bigger risk of Broncos fans death hopes for themselves instead of having to watch the sort of performance that their mm-hmm. team put in last week.
1: And and also, just and don't try and exaggerate or be hyperbolic about the situation because I'll say right now, with 100% certainty... I would love to see the death of that fucking club as an entity. <laughs> like the on, f- the, on f- the on field results, they're dying. I'd love to see them completely die.
0: The supports dying. The
1: supports dying. The I mean,
0: Teflon nature of the club <clears throat> dying. Dying.
1: Paper bags from the the the, uh, the thoroughbreds.
0: Dead. Dead. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly dead.
1: Giving them their own poker machines at, at uh, Fultry Road, Red Hill. I believe that died around Andrew time Andrew G <laughs> <sepuked> himself <laughs> yeah um um so yeah don't you don't get it twisted I mean I would love to see the death of the club, however as uh, in terms of individual
0: and I think death that sort of players, stuff's having less and less impact, <clears throat> like go on to the days when you know you could you could write an article that says people were shouting death threats from the stands, yeah. And everyone reading, oh my, that's horrible. That's this. People now on social media are like, no, hang on. No, we're on social media. We see social media. Yeah, we, the, there's no death threats. So but, either- even, what,
1: but even what is the death threated game? I mean, it's just like, yeah, fucking kill him. It's not a death oh, threat. You know what I mean? No, I let's,
0: let's see. You know, if you drop another ball, I'll murder you. I don't know. Yeah. that's just awkward to say. <laughs> But
1: Darius boy, if you miss one more tackle, I'm going to jump this fence, run the twenty six meters to where you are on the field, and literally kill you. No. <laughs> I've never yeah, seen it- that in a game situation. Ever in my life.
0: Yeah. And it's it's just being disingenuous with themselves, I think. So Yeah. Um, grasping at fucking straws. And Lenny
1: boy, it get, it, you, you, you know, you're taking these L's. Get used to more L's. A, the power is in your hands to turn things around. Mm. So less, less fucking. It's probably going to be a common theme this episode. Less cry, cry, more do, do, more try, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bateman on the move. Yes. In what is a a story of you know a story in about four acts. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's take a step back through time, back to the like. <laughs> It was like the day before the grand final, or <laughs> like yeah. it was like it was right before the grand final, yeah. a couple of days at, yep. at most, a rumor. where there were rumors that he was, you know, tr- trying to you know ex- extend his deal get, get more money or you know whatever, and he's come out and said, no, I'm trying to extend it at this at this club, you know.
0: He was looking for an upgrade.
1: Yeah. So, th- but he was-, was talking about he was like going to leave if he didn't get more money. That was the, that was the story. The way it was pushed out. Yeah. And, and then on social media, which he's very active on Twitter. Yep. He said he said I'm trying to get extended at the at the at this club. You know. Yep. Calm the fuck down. So I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. So then a couple of months ago, mm. the story comes out. That, you know, it starts leaking out that he's, you know, trying to get a release to take higher higher money deals and, and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and he once again he comes out on social media that, that's bullshit. Yep. Anyway, so where the smoke was, comes the fire this week with uh, Bateman considering at least two attractive deals for next year and beyond after informing Canberra that he will be departing at the season's end. Mm-hmm. So the Bulldogs have offered him a three-year, $2 million deal, mm-hmm. and his former Super League club Wigan have offered him a four-year deal around the $2 million mark. I think it's actually a $2 million pound mark, though, which is significantly higher than $2 Australian dollars. Correct. Uh, Now, look, they're saying he's likely to return to Wigan um, where his daughter and the rest of his family live. Mm. That, to me, sounds like a no-brainer. And a strategy that, you know, in this particular time with the, the pandemic and everything, just exacerbating the feelings of disconnection and, you know, ability to see your loved ones would be, you know, far more top of mind you would you would you would expect. Mm. But then we had Ricky come out and had some choice shit to say. Yep. Uh, and look, I, I think like Ricky Stewart is a fucking world champion sook. Yes. And he's he's done he's done the same thing on coaching merry-go rounds yep. as Bateman. He's also had the whole, you know, Sacking the sacking in in Parramatta, turning that place into a shamble with the fucking OHP. Yep. Uh, so he can't really. I mean, I can understand that he's, that he's, he can be certainly he's entitled to be upset the way this has gone down. And I uh, bet, look, mate, you know, fucking take a look in the mirror too. I mean, you, you, you yeah, you've had you've it, done your you've done your shit as well.
0: You got to remember, it's very much here hmm. in the Donald Trump uh, mold, and by that I mean Donald Trump says something at the moment, mm-hmm. and. People in Australia go rubber 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 <laughs> rubber. Well, they just need to stop and think that he gives no fucks at all about what anyone outside of his sphere of influence does. The only yeah. person he's talking to there is the American voter. Mm-hmm. You know? So
1: Not even that, just his Yeah, his yeah, his
0: base. Yeah. So the only person Ricky Stewart's talking to here is the Canberra supporter. Yep. You know? He might garner a little bit of support from, you know, some neutrals or some uh, some people on the side, but yep. really He's trying to soften the blow, yeah. of them essentially losing one of their stuff. A negotiation. Lights, yeah. Now all this comes down, and I don't know whether people have had a chance to read it yet, but uh, Moses has come back and responded to Ricky's spray.
1: I haven't seen his response because let's before we get into that, the the quality part of Ricky's spray was where he's saying that you know we you know we took the decision. To release him from the last year of the of the deal mm. and not play, you know, not play his game because we don't want to be one of these clubs like the Broncos and the Warriors who have been bent over by Moses, yeah. and we're not going to let it happen here. Yeah, which was great. Now Moses said
0: He said a lot of stuff, and he's yeah. basically you know come out and he's a pretty smooth operator. He's not dumb. Yep, um, you know you, you don't get to the the heights that he has in his part of the game without being yep. shrewd. He hasn't gone in on Ricky. He's done the good old, I've got the utmost respect for Ricky. Yeah. I love Ricky, but he's not right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that's interesting is that he does come out and say it was Canberra who agreed to a clause in Bateman's contract that allowed him to revisit his salary at the end of every season. Yeah, okay. Now, I've gone on so much about how, you know, the, there should be. Performance bonuses. Yep. And I don't know why clubs don't start doing it. And I think now if you look at players like Milford and Hunt and other million-dollar players who just aren't performing... Yeah, ...that it would be a fucking smart thing for clubs to do, to start saying... I'd love
1: to give players the, the opportunity to earn a million dollars mm. if they... But if, have yeah. have
0: the ability to downgrade them. Yeah. Just say that, But you know, based on your performance... Yep. ...if your performance isn't this... We reserve the right to fucking downgrade you. Well, yeah,
1: this is the thing. You, you just don't. You don't even put yourself in a in a position where you have to downgrade them. you just give them like what the downgraded salary would be. Yeah, that's that's what they would. You call out like, their base salary. Yeah, that's and it. And then you apply incentives on top of that for you know finals, top four. That's it. Grand yeah. final win. Okay. Yeah, you
0: know, like other jobs where you have fucking KPIs, and if you mm-hmm. hit those, you get paid more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it seems like here. Canberra is not like Ricky saying that they won't put themselves in the position to be bent over. They've already done that by agreeing to a clause that says they'll review his salary every year. They've already done that. Um,
1: But what they have done instead of letting it drag on and drag on in in his favour, the whole you know the entire time they've just taken control of it and said, Mm. okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. We're not going to play that game anymore. Yep, doesn't matter what happens. You're gone. Yep. And now, they've, and now they've got, you know, however I've done, I'm not sure what dollars he's on at the moment. I
0: I would also like to see that, you know, because that, that also shouldn't put the club in a difficult position. Because what's going to happen here is they're going to need to replace him. Yeah. You know? And they're working under the same salary cap. Yeah. And the club that signs him, wherever that may be, mm-hmm. knows that they're going to need to replace him. And so they're going to start to play silly buggers with, oh, yes, well, we'll take him off your hands because he doesn't want to be there, but we can only afford this, and so you'll have to carry, you know, even if it's a hundred grand or whatever it is. I think that if a player requests the release, yeah, then it's just done.
1: I think that is, the, I think that is the case though. You sure. Yeah, I don't really? think they're okay. going to have to. I don't think they have to carry anything. I think they're actually in an. I okay thought position. there had
0: to be special dispensation for that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. Once again, not, you know, without knowing, we're not player the, agents. Exactly. Exactly. Um... What else do we have here? I'll tell you what, this fucking Isaac Moses situation, I had heard uh, about a situation where, you know, where he tried it on at Manly. I didn't know who the player was until uh, yesterday. Mm. But fucking Blake Green is Moses. He had a year left to run at Manly. Yeah. And the reason why we let him go to the Warriors, I mean, because the whole story is, you know, he left the Warriors, they had, they were offering him a three-year big yep. dollar deal. The reason why he got to release to go to the Warriors is because Moses is basically like, just be a cunt and just don't turn up to training in the preseason. Fuck. And so it wasn't anything to do with his on-field, but it was his off-field stuff. Yeah. So I've, hereby I retract everything I said about Blake Green and... Uh, his contracts up again too, and you know we'll probably need a five eighth or whatever. And he's the last fucking person on earth.
0: I oh, what yeah. out of my club now? Oh, if you could get him at pennies on the dollar, and if he comes skulking okay, well, back if, well, in if with he, a if bit of a fucking changed attitude, if he's if he yeah okay, so if, he's got to realise so he so fucked th- up.
1: This is yeah, this is what this is way off subject. But let's say you're looking for a five eighth next year, mm. um, and you've got a couple of options on the table. The most unlikely one because I'm not. I'm sure he'll get extended before it comes up. is like, let's say Burton, obviously young and like talented. Yep, come you, get, you get you do if you get him, you do it every day. Yep. Then so otherwise, looking at guys that are off off contract, you don't. You there's you know it's really like more it's more veteran ones. So you go the oldest one on the on the on the books would be mm. like someone like like Maloney, right? Who's f- past it in my opinion, right? Yep. But let's say he's like he'd be he'd be free. Mm-hmm. And he might want to come back once again after yeah. all this pandemic shit. Blake Green, I think he's what, about thirty-two or something. So he's yep. cl- he's not as old as, Blaine. or uh, three, yeah, you twenty-nine-year-old know, you know, Kieran Foran. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. if Kieran Foran got through this entire fucking season, and he was yeah. uh, and he was going and he was going to drop five hundred off his pro- asking price, which he which he said he would do. Yep. All fucking day, two-year deal. Earn it. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I think there would be and again if I'm if I put myself in Desi's shoes yeah I see benefit in somebody coming back and it's it's a similar situation with Benji somebody coming back humbled yeah is very different mm. than them just coming back yeah yeah you know so exactly. if he's gone like he had this thing with Manly yep. and it was great he was yep. just the the steadier of the ship he was the foil to DCE. He had to do very little except just be reliable when when called yep. upon. Yeah, he's obviously realised he's fucked up. Yeah, if he comes back, yeah, and he's big enough to go, "Yep, I'm fucking sorry, I was led astray by cunt Moses." Um, you know, I'd welcome him back with open arms. Yeah, you'd be uh, tough uh, on that. No? But that's
1: way. That's that's yeah. That's obviously way off the. Well, also Blake Green left under under Barrett's watch as well. Yeah, true. You know, so it's a totally different
0: situation yeah. as well. Yeah. So he's no no judge of a good Desi. would just
1: be like, i right, can't fucking see you enjoy Blacktown for a year.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> it'd be almost like what he did with Sully.
1: Yeah, he's 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 real. He's super happy to just draw a line in the sand That's and say, "Fucking do it or not, yeah." Bottom. Yeah. And uh, generally speaking, you know, he actually he gets him to do it. Um, what's the other story I've got here? The, oh, the, the the dressing room situation there after the game where the uh, the Warriors were pumped by the storm and. Uh, Cameron Smith and and, uh, Craig Bellamy and uh, Ryan Hoffman were seen speaking to the opposition in the sheds. And uh, Hoffman said it was tough. We wanted to go in there and show our appreciation and admiration for what they've been doing. Not only for the move, but what happened with with Kearney, who's a good friend of mine, someone I played with and was coached by, just to try and show some solidarity. It was very hard to not sound condescending or feel patronizing to them, because I'm sure they don't want sympathy. I just wanted to let them know the admiration I have for Roger to us, check and the team and what they're doing. To be honest, I got a bit emotionally talking to them. Blah blah. I would have liked that story a lot more if it never came out. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's Like to see the images <coughs> from the dressing room overhead cameras. Yeah, with them in the lectrium and the faces of the Warriors yeah. players are just like fucking teleport me anywhere. It it was a, where I am right now. It was now. a
0: rugby league version. Of Billy Slater giving dinner to fucking homeless people,
1: yeah, yeah. And I'm so- sure what they look and look, I, I, you know, I've I've had my issues with the storm and everything. I'm sure what they said was very nice and, and heartfelt and, and heart. And, and, yep. and, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, but man, I just wish it had happened not on not on cameras and like I'd wish we'd never heard of the story. Yep. Or if it came out, it was just like some Warriors player in passing yeah. mentioned it or something, rather than it being you know we seeing this yeah, thing. That's it. Because yeah, after you've pumped the team, you know, by fifty <laughs> like, I mean, even if it weren't like they were sitting there in a cl- like in a classroom getting lectured to mm. and it was just like you saw like Cameron Smith sitting on the on the on the bench next to you know, RTS and you know, Bellamy and, and Peyton, you know, yeah, ha- and they were having a beer and just That's like it. this moment of solidarity or something. Yeah. I feel like that that, that would have kind of would have yeah. sat better. Yeah. But um
0: and, and, it, yeah, exactly. The whole, the whole thing of being lectured to. Yeah.
1: We've just fucking given you a lesson. And now here is
0: the yeah. examination after. You're right. Can you imagine how different that picture is? Like, you know, the good yeah. old fucking, hey, let's, you know, do a jersey swap or, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This or sit down and. Yep. Yeah.
1: Dare I say, even a fucking prayer circle.
0: <laughs> or a circle jerk
1: yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah like a like a some sort of uh, NRL you know team coloured themed human centipede yes
0: <laughs> well <laughs> Warriors jersey already looked like a yeah khaki yeah. mural yeah it, it, did, it did Jackson it did, Pollock
1: it did look like the, the diaper on the the, the final centipede <laughs> 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 on a train of like 34 centipedes yeah that's it yeah uh, <laughs> Is there any more of the stories that came out this week that you want to talk about?
0: Oh, no, everything at, at this stage is is um, you know can be talked about in the games. There's the the stuff yeah. in Brisbane that we've spoken about. Yep. There's the uh, the fact that Wayne's come out and just absolutely oh. smashed the entire Broncos well, as a staff record label and not a, not unprovoked
1: record. though because you had all mate from the Broncos mm. implying that Seabold's troubles start with. You yeah. know the damage, the, the wreckage that Wayne left yeah. behind, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the thing these fucking people don't realize is it was like two years ago. Yeah, we were there. We we we've we seen all this shit, yeah. and we saw that all of the media and publicity, everything was Wayne wants to stay at the Broncos and complete yep. the deal that he signed yeah. because that's kind of the guy he is. Yeah, and he's projected himself to be over the course of a very yep. long fucking distinguished coaching career. Yes. Yeah. But no, the bronco. But no, the Broncos. They want to get Seabold in. They want to get Seabold in. And oh, Seabold, Harvard, me, They Harvard said they, they said they were going to they said they were going to get rid of Wayne early. But now they're not. And my fucking kids are going to change schools and blah blah fucking blah. Yeah. And after all that, they still want to imply that Seabold's woes this year are because of the wreckage Wayne left them at the start of last year.
0: Yeah. Look at, the, at at the end of Wayne's tenure at the Broncos, mm-hmm. there were some questionable positional choices. There was the Cody at seven thing. There was Ben Hunt, and Ben Hunt's confidence yeah. was shot towards the end of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, yeah, you, know, uh, you had Milford, like, you know, fullback Milford, yeah. half Milford. Then you had fullback Darius. like He yeah. you was know,
0: like, you know, five, eight Darius. But again, none, they were questionable and the Broncos were still doing Bronco things. Like yeah. the, they still had this core of basic grit, effort, and togetherness, mm-hmm. which can go a long fucking way, mm-hmm. especially when you are a team that every home game has major travel involved for the other one. Yeah. yeah. You know, they they had suncourt being a thing. And so that was like that thing I was talking about before for the Broncos fans. It's just periods of lower achievement, not crisis. That was yeah. as bad as it got under Wayne. Yeah, um, but yeah, Wayne's come out and said he's got twelve rep players, <laughs> but no one's playing to their talent. Yeah, he's and, not wrong.
1: And at the end of the day, if players aren't playing to their talent, mm. the the buck stops. Yeah, at one place. Yep, and uh, we shall see. The, the 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 problem with the Broncos is, and this is a culmination of. The deal Seabold was brought up on, the hype Seabold was brought in on, the the various directors and board people who've stuck their neck out and, and also been a, accomplices to some of the high-level decision-making, mm. plus like the the legacy, uh, the history of the entire club and the success in the past of the entire club, the fact that it's a coach after all these things congeal together.
0: And I'll tell you what, I, I suggest the saddest part of this it is nothing. Is what I am assuming is the deteriorated relationship between Darren Lockyer and Wayne Bennett. And it just points to what an ungrateful cunt of a human Lockyer is because Bennett made him. was mm-hmm. undoubtedly yep. a talented football player, mm-hmm. but Wayne Bennett made his career, mm-hmm. shepherded him through every tough moment, guided him through all of the major fucking obstacles that he faced
1: literally had situations where either Wayne or other people dove on fucking live grenades. Yes. Yeah. So they didn't detonate on him. Correct. Correct.
0: Wendell. and and for the fact that he can't come out now and at least out of personal respect say whatever comes out and whatever anyone says to media about this. Yeah. Wayne's name doesn't come up,
1: and it's in his power to to you know pass that. Yeah, he's on the from ball to the club, yeah.
0: and allegedly involved in coaching.
1: But this is this, this is how this is a, the, like when when Wayne was running the place. It's like when Desi runs a place, and when Bellamy runs a place, in that there's there's this powerful figure at the top. And motherfuckers underneath on the pyramid don't talk out of school. Mm. It just doesn't happen because yeah. the consequences are fucking great Correct. for people who do. There's a consistent message that they're all going to pump out. And if you, don't, if you can't do that, then you're one of the people who don't
0: speak. And the fascinating thing to me on this is they say, you know, the old cliche is that a fish rots from the head. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the one thing that's lacking in that Broncos team, because it's not talent. No. It's not potential. No, definitely not. It's not even really effort because there's a bunch of those guys trying their guts out, Yeah, but they're doing it at an individual level. Yeah, so there's, but there's
1: also some key people who aren't doing the goddamn thing. So, correct, you know. but there's no
0: cohesion in that team. Yeah, And then if you work your way up the chain, there's no cohesion in that club anywhere. No. There's the coach who's out there, only worried about himself, reminding everyone in his press conference he's got a five-year deal and
1: you're getting all these random i mean like darren Locke is not a random person but i mean you're getting these random board members Mm. speaking to the media as well yeah
0: who the fuck is on the panthers board yeah exactly i don't know brandy that's all i fucking care about look
1: i would assume that brandy is i didn't know that for sure but i would assume he is yeah but honestly otherwise
0: Mm -hmm. because when do they speak on anything
1: exactly and mm-hmm. the same goes for almost every other club.
0: Yeah. That's you it. Know. If there's anything that comes out of Manly, it's the Pens.
1: Yep. And why not? They fucking own the place. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, it's
1: crazy. Rough one. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So on that note, I think that's probably all the news articles to speak about this week. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Righto, recaps. This is my well. This is the fourth week back, fifth week back, sixth week back. I don't know. We're gonna try. And, we're gonna try and streamline them even more because, as I say, every week our stated goal was, with a regular Wednesday night recording time, the games are literally a week old by the time you're listening to them. <laughs> that listening to this episode, these episodes. So we're gonna really try and uh, and keep it keep it fucking simple. Um, Thursday night, the Panthers, 20, defeat the Rabbitohs, 12, at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. Uh, Tries to Naden, Cleary, Crichton, Edwards. Cleary, one of four conversions, a penalty goal. And the Rabbits, 12, tries to Bailey Sirinan. I believe that was his first NRL try. And uh, Alex Johnson, uh, Reynolds, two of two conversions. It was
0: very, very pleasing to see, first of all, that they could continue the intensity that the Panthers have been playing with. Mm -hmm. Um, That had some big games over the past couple of weeks, uh, mixed results, obviously, but it it didn't get any easier for them. And Souths opened this game and put tremendous pressure and really came out and dictated they were going to play an up-tempo style of football, and Penrith handled it. They really seem to be having a lot more faith in themselves that this is a long 80-minute game, and there's going to be ebbs and flows, and we can weather these storms.
1: That's that's the the best thing about the Panthers. Like, they actually can just, they're just in the game the whole time. Yes. And, like, their mistakes are low. Um, you yeah, know, completions are pretty high. Mm-hmm. Missed tackles are, are low.
0: Yep. But their
1: attack is still, I don't think, great. It's like no, it's, They seem it's not. to get, especially this one, they got some very fortunate sort of tries that were almost directly attributable to the fact that Latrell Mitchell Latrell cannot fucking he, play fullback. Yeah, that's it. I don't I just don't know if it's ever going to happen.
0: Although, you know, to to that note, the modern NRL defensive line mm-hmm. is incredibly hard to break. Yeah. You know, especially from close range. Yeah. And if it takes the vision for you to notice that the fullback being out of position is your best opportunity, then I don't see any problem with taking it. Yeah, well, no, no, but, there's, no there's
1: no problem with taking it. But I mean, at the end of the day, the when tries to score because the fullback is like, that's, like that, like that, that image you showed me earlier, like where the fullback is twenty oh, meters the away try. from, yeah, when, yeah. The, when the fullback's twenty meters away from the play and standing there with his hands on his hips, like watching it, he's yeah. not trotting, or he's not, he's not madly, he's not out of position and desperately sprinting to yeah. the play, he's just standing there like just.
0: That's it. I'm, I'm like,
1: out. like even if Edwards didn't score, I mean, you still motherfucker. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what next? Yeah. Next play. Next exactly. play. Like, like it's unbelievable, and that.
0: Look, that may have been the problem. Maybe he's thinking, "Okay, that'll get wrapped up. Then the kick will come back this way. So I'm saving. I'm being efficient here. I don't fucking know. Yeah. that's not how. Unfortunately, I've seen ever unfortunately,
1: the fullbacks don't get to be efficient. They sprint to one and then they fucking sprint back to the other when yeah. the ball shifts that way. Yeah, you know? that's just the way it is. And
0: this was just an unhappy night for Latrell all round. There was some mm. bad reads in defence, and there were there was that try too hard Latrell. Yeah, in attack. Yeah, you know, and like and
1: and some and like being like caught out of position after that. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's been those last couple of times, last couple of weeks, where he's thrown those like gorgeous two person cut out that land yep. exactly on the chest of a winger, and it's absolutely gorgeous to watch. This was one of those nights where he was going for those, and but, yeah, but
1: you know, the funny thing it didn't you know, it, him out the it, did, it didn't even really feel like he was even going for those. Like even his involvements were just shittier. Yeah. But like, and look, I guess I guess at the end of the day, we probably both expected more out of the Rabbits based on the, the results when they'd seem to have turned it around, but then you look and you go, Okay, it was the Warriors and you know, fucking Titans yeah, or whatever. Was. So I I guess maybe, you know, maybe they're not. It is interesting
0: that the team that a lot of people, myself included, had anticipated to benefit maybe the most from this six again rule change was the mm. one with Damien Cook at Hooker.
1: And he's done very yeah. little.
0: Um, I don't nice know whether new. it's confidence. I don't know whether it's game plan. Uh, who knows? But he's he's not decisive. When he was playing his best football, Yeah, he was getting out of dummy half and he was, I am going to go at the defensive line and it was up to the rest of the team to go with him. He seems to have tailored himself back yeah. to, to being available for what they yeah, to him? And, and who's
1: and Which I mean, if, if that's not coming from Wayne, then even if it's coming from Wayne, dude, mm. watch some tape. I mean, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to big up Seabold in any way, shape, or form, mate. Like, mm. believe me, I'm with you. But
0: maybe, it, maybe it is that just enough of Wayne's attention at the moment, because a big bit of his attention would be going on the trail, yeah. it'd be going on Jimmy. Yeah, you know, trying to get him back into the side. Yeah, uh, but overall, just again, another solid performance yep. by Penrith. Um, made even better by. The revelation that Nathan Cleary couldn't fucking see properly and had been in hospital for six hours with a drip because, you know, he had and some like, and, and he had he had like it, pussy it, crust. It, it
1: was like a, it was like a staff infection in the, in like the middle of his eyes, yeah, in the middle of his eyebrows, yeah. And to which I say is, rugby league is a contact sport, so transmission of staff and things like that is are certainly possible but it's not like it's martial arts or it's not like it's jiu-jitsu or stuff where you know there's rolling on mats and all that sort of mm-hmm. thing where it's you know where and yeah mma and things like where it can be a much larger problem wash your fucking face you grub if you're gonna fucking go diving for oysters in the fucking <laughs> in the snatches of fucking western sydney fives wash your fucking face like well you know what maybe
0: maybe it's the uh the extra inclusion to to medical staff and premises that they're under maybe it was a uh, transmissible back in from a dirty doctor that's, my oh, hey, that's the
1: thing they're in the bubble too at the moment so I mean it's just there's some dirty cunning within like that you know probably 30 person group it's and, in uh, the
0: bubble That's it.
2: <laughs>
1: we need a, uh, need a full genital check to see who, re- who was fucking who was teabagging <laughs> Nathan when he wasn't looking um, hit some tweets <laughs>
0: uh, Jason Hogan Gave us a Twilley haiku. I don't know whether Jason Hogan's been around long enough to know that haikus generally only apply to hiku. Um It doesn't matter. But we he, are
1: we are pro the
0: arts. He he played for Penrith once, so uh, his Twilley haiku is: Yuri of Cleary, copped a knock between the eyes, vision not cleary. There you go. Uh, at Rick the Warden. Said, why the fuck does Cleary look like a vampire from Buffy? Which is funny, because someone who's so against stealing content put that in after I'd put that in a DM that he's a member of. (laughs) He's a fucking napster of Twitter content. Be better. (laughs) Ben Mulligan said, hashtag, yeary of motherfucking Cleary, but for real. Ben in Facebook said, Penrith have made me a believer tonight. It truly is the yeary of the motherfucking Cleary. John Facebook said, it was closer than it needed to be for longer than it needed to be, thanks to goal kicking, but Penrith never really looked in trouble. Genuinely interested to know if Cleary had double vision with his second head because he was whiffing those kicks like miscued golf shots.
1: Is that the worst kicking performance of his entire career?
0: Yes. And... And so bad from so many different places, and
1: some of them were like super gettable. It wasn't yeah. like he was kicking everything from the, the posts. Yeah it, yeah,
0: it was beyond the fucking yips. Yeah, yeah. Um, and our good mate Christian Facebook said the team of the people just keeps giving, showing the Cogra locals what a winning home team looks like. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Hashtag Spurton for Burton. Hashtag Dicks out for Kicks out. Hashtag Fappy for Appy.
1: <laughs> There's some mad- incredibly long bows being drawn, <laughs> <as> a- <laughs> but look, I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get behind Spurton for Burton if he uh, if he finds his way over the over the spit bridge one day. Uh, the Melbourne Storm fifty to feed the Warriors six. Uh, the Storm. Let's see the list. Hey, Vuny with a hat trick as good wingers do. It's not often we get to chop that one out these days. Uh, Mobarovsky, two. Uh, Pappenhausen with a double. Brandon Smith and Josh Adokar also tries. Cameron Smith, 7 of 9. Uh, Defending the Warriors, 6. Tried uh, Patrick Herbert and uh, a conversion to uh, Channel Harris to Vita. So, a costly game for the Warriors with RCS getting uh, rubbed yeah. out. Uh, and the, the funny thing about the this, this game was actually a game for... At least twenty minutes, so it wasn't. It wasn't sort of till late in the, in, the, in the half when Melbourne got a lead, and then at the end it was just all just like just you know, at, the, at the end they just started avalanching him in the second half. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was actually a game for a while that the scoreline wouldn't necessarily make you. Uh...
0: In in a regular season, and again, I, I want to be serious here for a second with the Warriors, but in a regular season, the teams that come out ahead, especially at this, I guess what you'd consider a midpoint, almost a midpoint you really start to see who the mentally strong teams are. Yep. And this is the point where it's getting your body in shape every week running out there knowing that you know you, you don't have that adrenaline of the early season anymore. You position on the ladder. Yep. Starts to to drain on you as well or weigh on you, I should say. And you add to that for these warriors that that they've got the the added woes of being away from home. Away from their loved ones, who knows what's going to happen, yada, yada, yada. And that sums up. At, at some stage, they just don't have the fucking capacity to stay in games like they need to and personally I don't blame them.
1: Yeah, they actually had that we we're talking about that you know the, the dead cap sort of bounce that yeah. that happens when a coaching change and the start they go, like, "Well, fucking here we go." But they actually had it all within the space yeah, of one game.
0: That's it. Like yeah, typical Warriors. It was like
1: 20 minutes instead of like 2 weeks or one round of bounce back and then yeah. and then 3 weeks of backwards it was one quarter of the game up and then <laughs> and then 3 quarters of the game yeah, down. Exactly.
0: Um, and rough one for the Storm as well with Munster ruled out. Who has been probably their their bright spark in a rough season for them as well. Yep. Jerome Hughes is still interesting to me. Like the that first break they had. He almost absolutely fucking bombed that try. Like from the tackle he got up and went to go left. And it was only Munster screaming at him that everyone was set up on the right. Yep. that he stopped and came back. It's, yeah. it's just very unstorm like that in that situation, he didn't have a mental fucking bullet point list of exactly what to do with the first bullet point being look around to see what side of the field your supports on. Like, like, when,
1: we, when we look at the way that, that Pappenhausen's come on this year, mm. I mean, he's probably not Billy Slater, but he's fucking good, yeah. right? Munster. Yeah. Is great. He's 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 up there with you know five eighths that the storm have ever had. Yep. I mean five eighth hasn't really been a position that does, has been one of the ones that they've you know given they've had gone one one seven nine yep. for so many years. Yeah, but Munster's like dominant a dominant half yeah. and, in, and in killer you know killer form.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't rate Hughes at all. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if the storm just go you know, go go external and shop and and, and snatch up Deeden from the Broncos or someone that's actually mm. yeah. a good young half that you know displays potential and try and get him into their system.
0: It yeah, to feel to fill
1: out that to fill out that yeah. that position in the team because he's one of the, he's the, he's one one guy that just hasn't really lifted
0: well, was, well, I guess he's not just one guy. You know, you look yeah. at there's there was Croft. Yeah, and you got J-
1: Jax as well. There was well Jax. And there's, yeah
0: There's him. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's tougher to fit into to just being that system half than if your
1: name's not then it crop. appears. Yeah, yeah maybe.
0: So, um, but yeah, the the Melbourne Storm just did fucking Melbourne Storm things.
1: Yep. Next year, Cameron Smith seven.
0: Monster six. I'm a fucking oracle.
1: Harry Grant nine. Yeah,
0: I'm a fucking oracle. I've, pre- I've predicted and, uh, it.
1: And, so, so, the, the, and only for the only reason for for only two reasons, and they're both relate to each other. One because Cameron Smith might fucking die. Correct. And two, Harry Grant is proving that he's the next gun yeah. <laughs> Booker in the competition. Yeah. And the storm will be fucking mental to let him and- slip through their their grasp because Cameron Smith. Won't die, yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah, on that note, Momorovsky was good. He was very good for the storm, yeah. but it's probably easier to get competent, you know, second rowers or, or fringe edge forwards than it is to get a great hooker. Oh, it's
1: it's, it's uh, yeah. It's not it's not even a conversation. No,
0: not it's at all. Not, yeah. Mm. Hit some tweets. Big T. Said my warriors have really made some bold decisions of late. New coach, those jerseys. Yes, they were very fucking interesting. Uh, at warriors suck balls on Twitter. Said see my Twitter handle. Hashtag nuff said. Someone at the Warriors hide all the thin sharp objects in case RTS wants to act on that feeling and stab himself in the dick. <laughs> Talking about the face he was making.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Super Grover on Twitter. Said, fuck yes, the mighty Melbourne storm just did storm things this week and everyone's family members are released from the Craig Bellamy vault. Special mentions to Paps Momorowski and the Wombat. Isn't Isn't he called the Cheese?
1: I mean, yeah, and we call him Superhuman.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, two fucking viable options and you've gone with the Wombat the wombat fucking and look
1: I, and like and and you say the wombat and i didn't know that was a nickname for him but i immediately knew who you're talking about because it does it does make you know yeah. some sort of yeah. sense
0: but still yeah pick and stick exactly yeah fucking doing it for the juggalos and juggalettes yeah whoop whoop <laughs> fuck this shit <laughs> <laughs> michael in the facebook group said peter hicku turn better than darius and bryce have all year Lee on Facebook said, Zero satisfaction to take out of that win. Have to feel for the Warriors, to be honest. Generally speaking, I'm unhamedly a pretty big fan of old Craig and his mate Cam, but not sure heading into the Warrior Sheds after the game was the best move. Without knowing what was said, it seemed a bit righteous, and the new coach didn't look that impressed. That is probably the only fucking time you get a sensible take from a Storm fan on Storm things. Yes. And on that note, Bethany said, Huge improvement on last week. Yes, the Warriors were bad, and I do feel for them, but Pappenhausen looks so much better than he has in any other game this year. He's actually passing the ball. Because he passed it for Vuni's first try, Mamalo actually bought the dummy later when Pappy scored his second. I would also like people to just keep these comments of the Storm in mind, in that they've acknowledged that that result came against substandard opposition, and I'd like you to contrast that with Tigers fans' tweets later in the show. (laughs) So there's your homework
1: <laughs> you done i'm done the roosters 26 to feed the dragons 12 at bank west the roosters 26 a hat trick to brett morris fucking b i tell you i thought i, I thought i'd lo- and, like and by extension his brother but i thought i loved those motherfuckers in like 2016 or whatever. yeah but even now not even playing for <laughs> A team that I even like. Yeah. Still, uh, letters also with a try. Ankiri, uh Flanagan, three of five conversions. The Dragons, 12 came through tries. The Rabalaba and Lomax. Lomax, a conversion and a penalty
0: goal. If there was ever an opportunity for the Dragons, and it is so fucking sad that when they're up against the Roosters outfit mm-hmm. that just keeps fucking biscuiting themselves without remorse... Already down on troops that they couldn't get it done and look
1: the cre- credit to the dragons in that they were they were fucking in this game up to their eyeballs for a mm-hmm. very long period of time
0: and it's a credit to the fucking roosters because I had I had a multi this weekend
1: yeah they required a rooster rooster win
0: well I'll tell you it was Melbourne mm-hmm. roosters just straight up wins just straight out wins. Yep. Melbourne the roosters and the knights. And the Roosters, with a game that the football gods tried to get to fuck up my multi, <laughs> and the Roosters are good enough to get over that.
1: Yeah, you should have Which, fucking known fucking better, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I should have
0: fucking known better. Um, but again, the the well-drilled teams yeah. know what to do in those situations. Mm-hmm. They know they're prepared. They know that, okay, this is going to be a really shitty 80 minutes, and I'm not going to get as much rest as I normally am. Yep. Well, let's just fucking get in and do it. Let's get on with it. Yep. And it's that beautiful mix, and it's a credit to their recruiting team of experience and youth across the park. Uh, and, yeah, the, the Morris boys are something fucking special. But the where a lot of other clubs would have collapsed, the Roosters just stood solid. Hit some tweets. Cobra Burgers on Twitter.
1: Oh, Cobra Burgers! Yeah, him for
0: the law. I don't know. Fucking come back with a bang. Simplicity, Joey Manu, better than Latrell Mitchell. Yes.
1: Well, that he even he even was in the Roosters' side last year, mm. especially the business end of
0: the season through the finals. Yeah, yeah, when he turned into fucking like he turned on his final switch. Yeah, and just beast mode at <laughs> everyone. Uh, Devon Head on Twitter said, "One team was brave. Oh, so brave." The other is coached by a frittata that can't even beat a fifteen man squad. I'll let you work out which is which. JDHD forty four on Twitter said Jason Saab is eight foot ten, and I don't think I saw his chicken legs depart the ground once. Would have been better off just putting an actual Saab on one side of the field because maybe two would have tripped over the exhaust <laughs> pipe or something. <laughs> <laughs> Troy. On Facebook said, Manu, with the fuck your coach and your club bomb regather and no-look flick try assist That was fucking pretty. Uh, Nigel said, Prayers for the Roosters, Twill Nation. Put out your ACLs for the boys. (laughs) Hashtag battlers of the comp. Hashtag the people's team. Hashtag roosters knees matter. Oof. Uh, Our mate Winston Bunk said, My dragons are showing heart. That is all that counts.
1: No, no sir, no, no. wins count. The two points count, actually. Wins, wins
0: are, they literally count. There is a count of them. It's called the ladder.
1: There is no, there's no like wild card entry to the finals for the team that has measurably displayed the most heart through
0: the season. Who was the shittest member of Captain Planet's fucking group of kids? The no fucking remembers. heart kid. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't even tell you what any of those little fucking kids. called. Well, everyone else had useful fucking power. Like one guy shoots fire. The other guy makes fucking mountains.
1: Healings! Whenever,
0: whenever, whenever I think of
1: Catherine <laughs> Planning, I think of that one with like Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. <laughs> uh. Tree. <laughs> tree, tree. That's like all that comes in my mind I can't even remember. It's, it's blown the original one out. Even them.
0: Yeah. Even them. All the others are using their fucking powers. Yeah. yeah. And the feelings that it comes in at the end. All
2: right. <laughs> oh god
0: Danny in Facebook group said one would have thought that Jason Saab after weeks of telling the world how fucking brilliant he is and if he doesn't get a gig immediately he'll walk into the starting side of any other club would have shown us all perhaps just a sliver of his sheer brilliance but alas it would seem he is but just a big dumb cunt that likes to beat his own drum fantastic done
1: he's the he's the Saab car of people of wingers yeah because, uh, less you know, no offence intended, of course, to anyone who owns drives one of those
0: fucking shoes around. <laughs> he, you're exactly right because you see one and you're like, I can't remember. I think I heard somewhere that they used to be awesome, but with him, it was just him. Well, saying you look at you
1: go. That's, it's a it's a it, it looks like a, a fucking <laughs> Dunlop volley with wheels. <laughs> Why is that prestige? <laughs> because some cunt pays a hundred thousand dollars for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like those fucking Kanye Crocs, those Yeezy Crocs. Fucking <laughs> Those foam Yeezys or whatever from last Jesus week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys 32, loads of credit, defeating the Knights 20 at um, the bedpan up there in North Queensland. The Cowboys 32 came through tries to Justin O'Neill, Kyle Felt, um Hamiso. And who actually played well? This guy, I, I, we'll get into it, but I shot on him last week. Uh, Clifford and Cohen Hess felt five or five conversions at a penalty goal. Um, the Knights 20 tries to uh, Hoy Hunt, Mann, and Shibasaki. Ponga, two or four conversions.
0: Well, travel? Was it the travel? <sighs> I who just fucking think they, knows? They,
1: they're starting to read the papers again, like they did after Origin last year, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: The, the just it's it's like they just can't fucking help themselves when they get a bit of a vibe around them, a bit of a buzz, mm. and oh yeah, now okay, they've actually proved that they the, the, they have proven they're the real deal. Yeah, and then bah, sorry with the knights. <laughs> yeah.
0: It it just seemed that you're right. They almost went up there expecting it to happen. I know it's cliche, but they'd done enough and they'd had some convincing wins recently and and gotten up in some games that they probably weren't expected to. But they went up there and just looked like they were going through the motions.
1: But the Cowboys, so fast out of the blocks as well. Yeah. And it was just one of those miraculous games where everything they fucking tried in that first mm. in that first little spe- stretch there, in the first half particularly, yep, it just came off. Yeah. And they looked like fucking geniuses. Yeah. Like the, the passing, the crisp passing... <laughs> In the backline movements yep. and just like the selective passes, just yeah. hitting their targets is unbelievable.
0: It, it's a very interesting contrast in how the Cowboys have responded to pressure than how the Broncos have responded to pressure. Yeah. And it just goes to show again, one of the big studies in sports, and this is a, a study done out of the US. In Harvard, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> talks about team cohesion as yeah. being this important factor in any uh high performing or championship team yeah and gives a whole bunch of examples on how different successful coaches have nurtured that Mm -hmm. through their team but one of the things that it does point to is that there are quicker turnarounds from poor performance
1: for teams for
0: teams that are high in cohesion yeah uh and north queensland definitely looked a more polished team than they had in the last couple of weeks
1: and the knights you know they sort of you know they didn't really creep that close did they i mean i think they got they they got a, a try immediately after halftime and mm. started started looking at like a point but the cowboys kind of answered that immediately i think and, uh,
0: again the, the knights didn't they didn't get 50 put on them they didn't get held to nil you know they essentially lost by 12 points yeah so you, the fact that they leaked so many points would obviously be a concern for them moving forward um uh, but if if this game ended up being you know 16-4 yeah then then it's not as much of a a big deal but
1: yeah but it's more the fact that it was like you know 24 or 26-0 or whatever at yeah, it it. half time and but... and
0: it was the fact that they were essentially ambushed hmm. and didn't get themselves together enough quickly enough to stop the game from getting out of reach yeah uh, on Twitter, Little Buffalo said, Do the Knights think it's compulsory to play like shit in those Broncos looking jerseys? Ha ha.
1: Oh, that's right. They, they, they rolled out the high vis this week, didn't they? They did. That is the dumbest fucking jersey. And the only saving grace for that jersey in this game was that they weren't playing the fucking Tigers yeah. like they've done in the past oh in that my jersey.
0: God. Uh, oh, God. Blast from the past at Egg Council Creeper said, Ponga, the Cowboys' reject is a fucking myth. Hmm. Uh, Sharky Dave on the Twitter said Hey fellas, I think it's really important you hand out some credit this week Write down some peeps' throats A deep crediting Mm. Jamie in the Facebook group said Ponga is an overrated coward Ross said God, they are a hard team to follow at times Referring to his beloved Knights Uh, Matt says Now I remember why we spent so many years battling it out with the Titans for the spoon Daniel Said, in honour of the mining jersey, the most important part of a fly in, fly out job is to fly in. We forgot that. Ha ha ha. And we'll give the last word to Troy. How good is rugby league? We're back. Premiership favouritism has skyrocketed. We've now beaten the Titans and the hype train. Doesn't get much <laughs> better than that. There you go. If you're
1: going to be happy for anyone, be happy for him because, I mean, he always fronts up and cops yep. it when, the, That's <laughs> when it. the Cowboys lose. That's it. Uh, the, the Titans, speaking of Titans, the Titans 30 defeat the, the Broncos 12 at Suncorp. Mm. Um, the uh, Titans had a uh, double to Don. Mm. Uh, Ash Taylor, Lusone and Sammy also with tries. Ash Taylor, three of five conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Broncos 12 came from tries to Ben Teo and Herbie Farnworth and Farnworth two of two conversions.
0: Well, talk about an ambush. There was one team yeah. that came out and was definitely up for this one. And one team that looked as if that they had no understanding of the current dire straits that they see their club in.
1: Although in this game, you know, one thing about this game was they, they, the Titans didn't blow them away and they kind of stretched it out towards the end a little bit. Hmm. I mean, it, was, it kind of felt like it was a game... For the most of it, you know what I mean. Like it, it didn't feel like the Broncos were completely out of it until yeah. until like you know sort of the last fifteen. But um,
0: there were a couple of times where it was, it was apparent, or you know, to me at least, you know uh, things like the don try, yeah, um, in in games like this where you're really needing everything to go your way, to keep yourself in the game mentally, stuff like that just breaks you, yeah, and and the Titans just did enough right. So that they had opportunities like that present to them.
1: Ash Taylor slowly, like it's only incremental steps every week, but he's slowly getting the mojo back. He as is, well. but
0: he's also showing week on week why he was in no way deserving of the fucking rookie of the year award.
1: Or the or the million dollar price tag or however much they're giving him down yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, just little things in the Broncos, you know? Like can can you explain to me the official ruling on challenging on a captain's challenge? Is it 10 Were seconds? You- or is it 30 seconds?
1: It's like ten, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, it's quick. Yeah, you don't yeah. I don't think you, you haven't done it very long.
0: But for Alex Glenn to miss things like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um- and
1: look, it some you know, if if it's unsighted to you and you can't and, and the channel nine or whoever, or the ground, you know, where they, they don't oblige you by very quickly showing a slow motion replay of what yeah. happened. Yeah. And the other and the other thing is it's because it's it's quite a new thing, there are some players who you see Jump up from something happens and they jump up immediately, like, Oh, my I didn't God, do how it. How could you? I didn't do it. You've right. got to challenge that shit. Yeah. The thing is, <coughs> I don't, excuse me, I think in many cases, I I don't think they're a play that it's like when players jump up celebrating the scoring of the try and they clearly got yeah. the fucking ball. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, whether they actually believe it or they're trying to sell it or they just don't know any better, which is a, a not. Part and of if you game. don't see it as the captain yourself and yeah. go, Holy fuck, that was egregious. Mm. It's a massive leap of faith to actually go, go based on the yeah. reaction or, yeah. the, or the, the demands of a player Look, on your side.
0: Here's the thing. I challenge anyone to jump up in the air, mm-hmm. right? try and catch a football.
1: Contest it against somebody have, else. Th- yeah,
0: have three other blokes yeah. jumping and knocking different parts of your body mm-hmm. and then get to the ground and have someone ask you, did you touch the ball?
1: Yeah, to who, who or how many uh, How many of the eight arms that yeah. are in the mix there? That's it. How many
0: touched it? That's it. Yeah. So, um, but it was especially stuff like when Don scored his try, they had a man in the bin. That's heartbreaking. Like, it's bad enough if you can't take advantage of an extra yeah. man and put more points on. Yeah. But to have them score against you in that situation? Yeah.
1: It's the ultimate...
0: And you know the only thing that makes that better? It was just before halftime. Geez, wouldn't it be nice if they went in and there was a coach in there that had a good rapport with his dressing room and knew exactly what to say? Oh, yeah. uh, no, they didn't have that either. So,
1: Now, I saw a thing today saying Anthony Don, uh, a couple of years ago, maybe 2018, had a big money offer mm-hmm. from the Tigers. Mm-hmm. And, he wanted, and he's a, a loyal Gold Coast Titans player. Mm-hmm. And wants to be a one, one you know, club one, man. One club man. And so now he's trying. He's going to accept basically fucking nothing, like scale, to get a one to, to get a one more one more year out of them.
0: I heard. I remember. Again, I, I don't know if this was, um, you know, reliable or not, but that he actually took a pay cut to stay at the Titans. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure if he actually if he took a cut or if it was just what he resigned on for was significantly and, less than what was being offered by the Tigers.
0: And I always thought that that just showed what an absolute fucking stalwart of the club that he was. That's new information to me though that the big money offer was from the Tigers. Because that would be like me being offered an extra 150 grand a year to go and work in fucking an open air office in Syria. Yeah. Like yeah, it's more money. Yeah.
1: yeah, but but you know conditions are, Be- are important. Yeah.
0: So that actually means nothing, and gives no further insight into his personality because all he did was just avoid going to the biggest dump to fi- dumpster fire of the NRL era. Just saw a
1: interesting story. Pass <laughs> You can go on the tweets if you want to. So interesting, right. an interesting story just crossed my
0: desk. Ooh. We'll give first word on this one to long suffering Titans fan hammers on Twitter, and this is all caps too. Suck my dick from the back, you shit cun, arrogant fucks. I hope all your kids grow up with tiny penises, especially the girls. Uh, JR underscore buff said, This Darius Boyd, farewell llll L L tour has been great. Where do I get a T shirt? wouldn't that be great? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean <laughs> The only problem is, I mean, you need to have uh you need to to have the, the screen print, you need to have like a a white rectangle that extends past where it's at, so people can sharpie their own Add L's. Like L's. they can keep adding them as yeah. required. Yeah. Uh,
0: Jdhd44 said, "Watching the Titans run through the Broncos with eleven men on the field because Seabold doesn't know how to run an interchange is chicken soup for the rugby league soul." That is very true, sir. And that was fucking ah. <laughs> oh. Look, maybe we shouldn't pile on the cunt. He didn't know what to do. He was just throwing shit out there. Uh, Jason in the Facebook group said, it'd be more comfortable putting an umbrella up my dick hole and opening it than being a Broncos fan at the moment. Here, here. Nathan in the Facebook group said, Broncos, please score. I need to stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> Michael said, the Broncos have no fucking idea out there. When Fluffy is your best defender, your team is fucked. And I'll tell you what, like, you know, hasn't been effective all the time, but obviously putting in a bit more. Light a candle there, Broncos. That's probably the saddest <laughs> thing I can say to you. Uh, Tom, Aldi Tom Brady said, very dark day to be a Broncos supporter. I'd love to light a candle, but I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. Mm. And Toto said, I'm so fucking angry at the performance. Just got to woozer and enjoy the rest of the holidays.
1: Honestly, Broncos fans, like we're, we're obviously delighting in this situation in which you find yourselves and you know, the NRL, general NRL supporter world. Yes. is, All you've got to do is you go, look, you know, we, we've we only been around as a club for, you know, 30, 30 and a touch years. Mm. And we've got like six fucking premierships. Yeah. Some teams have been around for, for twice or thrice that and not even got anywhere yeah, near that many exactly. premierships. Yeah. <laughs> um, just think of, think of the legacy. Think of the good times. This is just your time. This is your turn. Yeah. And, and you'll probably fucking turn it around anyway and scrape in like you did last year and get flogged by 50 in the <laughs> time, Um Where are we? Oh, yeah. The Eels, 25, defeat the Raiders, 24 at Bankwest. Uh, the Eels tries to uh, Madison Stone, Jennings, Sivo, uh, Gutherson... Two conversions. Moses one uh, penalty goal to Gutherson and the uh, decisive field goal to Gutherson. The Raiders 24 tries to uh, Joshua Parley uh, Whitehead and a double. The Charles Nickel clockstad uh, and Croker four four conversions and they couldn't get it done in Golden Point. Yeah, Canberra. Look, this is a much more exciting game on paper at the end in the last you know eight or whatever you know 15 minutes. Yeah. Than it had any right to be. Yeah. Because it was looking like, for all money, another just another L on the decline yes. tour of the Raiders and yeah. how, how quickly that fucking window was shutting tour. Yeah. And the, the Eels sort of had them in fairly well in hand. Yep. And it was just, you know, all fucking care thrown to the wind and yep. shit coming off. Yep. That got them back there at the end to, to really give it a grandstand it, finish.
0: But especially from the even just the beginning of the year, like pre break, like that fucking Williams kid was out running and gunning. It was fantastic. The Raiders as a team look, they look a little bit rudderless. Like you've got guys there that are just pure fucking talent. Like Whiten is an amazing fucking running number six. They've got strike power out wide. Nickel Clockstad had an absolute season to remember last year. They just look confused as to why it's not clicking for them. And if there's one thing that Ricky's always been able to do, you know, he's always been fairly frank and good at speaking about it. He's coming out and saying, this didn't work. This is what we're working on. And then you can actually see them progressively yeah. fixing it on the field. I haven't seen any little areas of improvement so much from the Raiders. Um, tough for them as well. Obviously, losing troops. Do you want to talk about your your good friend uh, Copper Cab and his fucking brain snap?
1: Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd actually forgotten about it. I mean, we were talking about it before we recorded, but look, I mean, he's, he's now he's now potentially out for the season now with a uh, uh, Liz Frank mm. injury, and uh, so so a feel for the guy in that respect, but. You can't let yourself, I mean, I, I, people trying to frame this shit as like a mental health thing, it's nothing to do with that. This was a heat of the moment situation on the field where, who was it? It was Madison, and who was the other one in there for, for the Eels? Yes. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, just it was just shit cunnery from those guys, and then he's popped up taking exception to it, and he's just been like. But really was
0: it, though? Like, his ankle got <laughs> caught under a body.
1: Yeah, but he's very, you know looking at it from his perspective, he's like they're trying to you know they've they've tried to do this and you know fuck me over, and so he's got up and he's just got so so angry he couldn't express himself,
0: so he starts. Well, he could because he managed to get out. I'll fucking smash you. Yeah, yeah. but
1: uh, obviously that that his his emotions were several several magnitudes. More intense <laughs> yeah. than what he could enunciate through the, through the power of
0: words. That is correct.
1: <laughs> and so, so yeah, and then we get the iconic picture of him, you know, with the, you know, you're saying like, I'll fucking smash you, but where it was more like, I'll fucking smash you. <laughs> it was more of that one, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and look, he's, and the thing is, he's like a, he's a cheap shot, like tough guy kind of fucking You know, wannabe merchant as well. I mean, just just rewind last week against the Manly game where he was trying when when we had the injuries early on, and he said immediately he was trying to fuck jetski over and you know, blindside him and all this sort of stuff. So if you're that sort of player, that sort of shit's going to come back. And yeah, and boy oh boy, next time he's on the field, (laughs) he's going to fuck it. Now now he's just opened up an attack vector on himself for the niggle. That he's just going, yeah. to, he's that he's going to have to deal with for the, the near future, of the, you know, if not the rest of his days. Well,
0: yeah, he he's basically put a target on his head. Yeah, you know, he's, and he's given,
1: he's given something like I'm, I'm sure, like you know, to this day, I'm sure Mitchell Pierce he's you know, he shits about dogs and yeah.
0: you know, like whatever, you know. Well, that you know, Nathan Cleary got fucking trolled by the the ground. Yeah, yeah, that he I mean, was yeah. playing at, and the fans are calling out TikTok, yeah, and everything. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and and especially when when if you react like that. Yeah,
1: but the the point is you've shown that they've gotten to you, yeah, in a big way, yeah. and then you've lost, yeah. And this is not, and this isn't like a, it's not a mental health thing. It's not like he's been suffering from depression, and they were on top of him, you know, saying "fucking kill yourself" or something, you know, like yeah, it wasn't, exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't like they were, they weren't, he, they weren't hitting him below the belt or anything, like.
0: And I th- look, I'd, I'd looked at it. And I thought, oh, okay, was there a twist in there? Is that what he took exception to? Then I thought that's
1: like that. That's where that's where it started. Like he took I exception to it, it,
0: and his ankle got caught again under a body. Yeah, I don't think they and did then anything And maybe the worst thing was, like you, know, you see it plenty of times. Some, yeah. somebody screams out at a certain intensity or level. Yeah, and you see the tackler let go. Yeah. I thought that what he'd ended up taking exception to was the fact that they didn't. That they kept trying to go on. with It looked tackle. like they
1: kind of hump. I mean, to me, I just they, just they were kind of humping him a bit. Yeah, that's it. Which,
0: which again, it, it's a it's a shitty thing
1: to do. But you don't know the guy's injured or anything either. I mean, like I'm not going to say they knew. Well, what unless was going he's
0: on. screaming out my ankle, my ankle, or my leg, my leg, my leg. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah, he's got a fucking target on him. Yeah. From every team. And there are some legitimate fucking hard... I can't wait... Absolute germs ...for James Fisher-Harris to go at him because yeah. he'll go at him as in, well, I'm a legitimate fucking hard man. <laughs> so let's see how legitimate yeah. your hard man is. Yeah. Not yeah. very, if any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and Kurt, the Curtis Scott experiment, wow. I mean, I've often, mm. I've often talked about, you know, manly letting players go and, you know, at the right time and things like that. The storm... They've had to lose players in more of the prime of their life, I think, just through salary cap constraints. Yeah. But Curtis Scott's going to be one where they look back on it and go, "Wow, we yeah. fucking we absolutely nailed the timing of that to the to the absolute minute." Yeah. Of getting rid of him off our books. Yeah. Because fucking, how many tries came through him? Not this game, this season. Like, just he is like a the ultimate. Because def- remember yeah. Canberra, the whole they built on. Like they, they solid. built their, they built their premiership campaign last year mm. a grand final campaign on tremendous defense and ceasing the choking. yeah that was that was how what they what they built it on and this year I mean like the choking's not a thing they're not in the games at that time of the game to even fucking choke really and this year certainly couldn't count as that I mean but the defense now is just so much softer. And I mean, you would you wouldn't think it would be such an issue when you're swapping Curtis Scott out for BJ,
0: yeah. But fucking oath, it is. And the other part of that riddle is, you know, BJ for all of his fucking faults, and I'll get to this later on, obviously seems to be the fucking linchpin in any uh, you know team that he's in because old Rapuner is a yeah. fucking shadow yeah of his former self and I know it's tougher playing outside somebody that you don't really know you don't have any gel with
1: yeah
0: but but even
1: he's who isn't throwing stupid passes at you yeah
0: (laughs) like when he's getting in there doing that that usual rapina stuff where he'll come in looking for carries and, and try and encroach on a tired defense he's getting the ball stripped from him and then doing dumb stuff afterwards he's yeah nowhere near as effective as he was tweets First one, we've got Matt, the Facebook group, said, Just a thought. Video ref calls knock-ons, but not forward passes. Despite both actions, been a decision on which way the ball leaves the hand. Also, Campbell Gillard is playing himself back into an origin jumper. Scott's shit plays in correlation with when he got that shit haircut. I think Scott has always been a shit cunt. It was just better hidden. Mm-hmm. RCG is not playing himself back into an origin jersey. Um, there's too many in front of him. And I think Origin is more than the league going to require absolute fucking beasts who constantly get quick play of the balls, and that's not RCG. Mm. Terry said Canberra were so brave. John... In the Facebook group, said one of us played the Premiers last week, one of us tanked to a three-person Manly squad like the NFL draft day was approaching. One of us is in the Premiership contender category, and one of us no longer are. Making golden point off the back of a blatant forward pass, and still losing despite our best player wrapped up on ice on the sidelines, I'd storm off crying like a girl too. Bow down to our pineapple head king and keep looking up, peasants. Well, there you go. Uh, and Tristan said, last episode might've made me sensitive to this, but I think the odds of Gutherson taking the title of most hated once Smith retires get shorter and shorter each time the commentators call him king. Para fans can call him whatever the fuck they want from anyone else. It's nauseatingly grating. Correct.
1: I do yeah, but I mean, that is, that is grating, but it doesn't make me hate the guy particularly, you know what I mean? There's yeah. a difference. There's a difference between Captain Kunt making a cunt of himself over you know a decade and a half of playing career, mm. where he's you know innovated the use of fucking you know chokeholds and joint locks and all this sort of stuff to to injure and you know gain advantage over other players, versus the guy that's just doing his thing and the commentators are ejaculating over him. Mm. So, exactly. I don't hate the guy. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think there's going to be plenty more hateable people.
0: Oh, Once Cameron Smith's yeah. gone,
1: there's there's, there's going to be people out there. Oh, yeah. Fucking Corey Horsberg.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's yes, for one. Exactly. Like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> fuck that guy. Does he come... Oh, God, how do you come back from that? I don't know. How do you come back? I from- don't know,
1: but I said last week, I said, I wish Hudson Young would come and go, gouge my fucking eyes out so I didn't have to look at that ugly red-headed pig monster again. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, is he, like him with his crying face... Hundred times fucking magnitude worse. <laughs> just just disgusting. Like I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather fucking lick Nathan Cleary's fucking forehead. <laughs> Look at that cut. <laughs> uh are you done with the tweets? Yep. The Cronulla Southern Sharks forty defeat the mining Manly Seagulls twenty two at Central Coast Stadium. The uh, Sharkies had uh, double to Katoa. Um, Hamlin, Ueli, Ramian, Dugan, and Goodwin, oh, and Blake Braley with tries. Johnson, six of seven conversions. Manley's 22 came from a double to Adam Finua-Blake. Uh, tried to George Tafua and Tavita Funa. Garrick, two of four conversions and a penalty goal.
0: You can have your well, say on this one in the interest right. of time.
1: All right, for, well, for, first things first, give credit to the Sharkies. I mean, they, they, played, uh, they played very well. Um, you know, you can only play who you're up against. But I think that this was a... a a failed experimental fucking week from Desi. And I don't know why, because it's a shortened season. You could probably should, should value every point as highly because, you know, just if you're dropping games, I mean, it's just, you know, you need your two points to make sure you get into the finals, but just the weird fucking after Brendan Elliott last year was an absolute king at fullback. And like, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not brilliant. But he's safe as fuck. He's as safe as any fullback. I mean, mm-hmm. like he'll take the high balls. Yeah. He's in position when shit happens. He cleans up yeah. shit in the end goal. I mean, you, he does everything you want. So then for like a last minute, well, I mean, last minute in terms of the team sheet, you know, switch around and putting Garrick at fullback. I just don't quite understand why because you had Suli out already, and so then you had Garrick on the wing. So to weaken, not not to weaken, but to to put an unknown quantity into fullback. And then put two unknown quantities, an unknown combination on the on the left hand defensive side, right hand attacking side of the field. It just seems fucking crazy, like to weaken two areas when you really only had to just do a, you know, just put Elliot straight in and you know mm. go, you know, go from there.
0: If only you had a sexy, good bloke as attacking coach.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, we were even talking about uh, about Penrith. The one thing we were saying is not there yet is the attack. It's the rest, everything else is working great. So, so maybe
0: if Ivan took care of everything, maybe you'd be scoring forty points a game. You never know. And then the thing—maybe that's it. Maybe Trent needs to spend more time on football attack and <laughs> not getting fucking Nathan to attack the poon. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and then the, the
1: net result, the net result of the of you know having two players that have never played in that position on the field for Manly before. That, it's five tries on that in just through those two guys. Yeah. And, I mean, considering the, the margin was only two legitimate tries because, holy fuck, that last try, who fucking scored it? Was it Braley? That bullshit when Wade Graham fucking tackled <laughs> Curtis Siernan when he was going to get... When he would have clearly... Go, I mean, that's if that had been us attacking, Curtis Siernan would have been awarded a penalty try. Yeah. But, <laughs> but in defense, they go, oh, no, no, just fine, let it through. But, look, honestly... Uh, given the the, the the challenges of the reshuffle, I mean, they scored points, plenty of points easily. 22 points is enough to win any game. It was just the defense was fucking atrocious and just the attitude in general. And I feel like it wasn't a short turnaround game, but it was it was like a short turnaround game. Like, I hear that because of the, the Canberra game the week before where they had to play, like, you know, half the game with, you know, three less guys and, like, the whole mm. game with two less guys... Mm. Um, they didn't train until Wednesday, so I feel there was just that general sort of fl- the attitude and flatness that you get after like a short turnaround game was that contributed you know a lot to it as well. But um, you know, credit I give full credit to the Sharkies. Oof. And um but let's hope that Desi has finished his fucking experimental thing. Just put Big Dick Elliott in fullback, mate. You got Suley back this week. So then that way that side that Garrick and Suley on that side is restored to its normal combination and Basically, it's only just the fullback position you have got to worry about, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we shall see. Because I do like Luka Funa. I mean, he had one of those. He's proven that he's a finisher now. I mean, he had one of those tries where he's had the leap from five meters out, and he gets launched out over the sideline from five meters out, and finds just a way to go go gadget. Glide, yeah, it. glide through the air yeah. and just sort of put it in the corner. and Everything. Yep. So, I mean, he's he's definitely you know uh, a player of the future for the the wing or the center position. But um, yeah, we shall see. I mean, and. The fucking, the only other thing I'll say this game is and look, I'm not giving anyone anything <sighs> that, I, I understand, I'm not fucking reinventing the wheel here by saying this. Fuck Brayton Ass is a dumb cunt. Uh. <laughs> the one game that I will always watch with commentary on is the fucking Manly game. And that dumb cunt oh. <laughs> said at halftime or in the course of in the course of the commentary of the game the team as named the 17 for Manly. Yeah was brendan elliott in the one yep garrick in the two and yeah and so on right and funer oh yeah and then no sorry yeah and then so then then when they ran garrick as fullback and elliott in the in the centers he actually said oh you know these late changes for
0: like jesus christ
1: they don't f- <laughs> I, i'm sure that desi didn't just fucking spring it on them as they're yeah. about to try <laughs>
0: it, it's the one thing i've said it before i've had to put the volume back on yeah just for the six again calls just yeah. to know when they're coming because it's you actually get the sound from the ref before yep. yep you get the visual
1: before the it takes quite a while for the thing to go, go. that's it the, what i usually watch for when, I, when i'm not watching on the um when i'm not listening to it sorry um you, you sort of because they have the tackle count up there or yeah. like high sense or whatever and then when you see that retracting you know it's coming back out yeah, that's of, it, yeah yeah
0: um, but yeah, fuck, Brayton Astor is just...
1: <laughs> what a punish.
0: Yeah. But on the tweets, Simon in the Facebook group said, For some reason, I don't feel as angry as I should with Manly losing. Titans butt-fucking the Broncos have taken the edge off and left me glowing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Sharky Dave said, Manly lost Turbo but bought in a new player who bought a whistle and tried his hardest to give Manly the game. But the good guys overcame all the adversity and came home with a great result.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After you fucking got about fucking 606 against nil, fuck out of here.
0: (laughs) James said, Moylan and Townsend made it look like capable footy players rather than handy capable ESL cunts. This is fucking unacceptable. Isaac on Twitter said, ah, good stats. And he sent in a visual about the Seagulls for the past two seasons with effort face and without effort face
1: yeah unfortunately that's that i had a look at that i did see that but um and i would have brought it up and given some clearance except for the fact that with about six of the fucking games last year there was no cherry evans and there was no walker for about five of them and so those. those so what ones, you're
0: saying is that he's not your club man to build a team around. He needs a supporting cast with him.
1: Well, what I'm saying is, mm. it's like they're not just like it's not just oh without turbo. I mean, those guys, the ones last year especially were without a number of players. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. But saying. it's just the fact that it's
0: with just him the way it's just him.
1: it's just the mani- it's just the manipulating manipulating statistics to try and it prove is, an agenda
0: because they're saying that your win percentage with him or sorry without him is actually 35.7 percent. Whereas in 2020, it's 0%, so can only get better. Uh, Mitch in the Facebook group said, After a few tipsy-topsy upsets this round, it's refreshing to see the better team win. To be completely frank, the scoreline flatters those merge merchants manly. It was a complete demolition job until Cronulla took mercy on their opponents and quite rightly put the cue back in the rack. (laughs) It beggars belief that the Canberra Raiders had so much trouble with this toothless side last week. Oh well, they have the luxury of racking up experience before being eviscerated by this side in round 20. It should go without saying that the standout performances were by the Sharks' usual suspects, Moylan, Townsend, Johnson, Dugan and Woods, all stepped up in a game that in all honesty, I wouldn't have blamed Morris for resting them in. I know it's a gimme for the Sharks, but I'm still proud of them. I'm also worried that the easily triggered Merge Eagle fans will be too quick to throw the coach and captain in the scrap heap. Get behind your boys. There's still a couple of winnable games for you this season.
1: Oh, can I actually just say one more, one more thing? I forgot. Yes. About this game, um, we have like the the Steve the Steve Rogers Cup, that you know that is applied to like Manly versus Sharks games each year. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I hope the Sharkies can find a good place to hang that award. Just let it sit. Mm. It'll land. Mm. It'll land with mm. others. <laughs> It'll land where it's supposed to. Yeah.
0: Uh, and the final word on this one goes to OG Ben in Facebook. Says Valandis needs to bring in a new rule. If your team makes Chad Townsend look world class, you should immediately fold and remove from the record books due to fraudulent existence.
1: Chad Townsend didn't look great. Said, they was all with Moylan and Sean Johnson though, and yeah. Katoa. Yeah, that's it. These people just want. They, they they just. It's like they want to suck Chad's dick. Mm. And so they're just trying to find any excuse to do it. You don't have Correct. to have an excuse, guys. Just jump on. <laughs> <laughs> just chow down. <laughs> um, the Tigers 34 defeat the Bulldogs 6 at Bankwest. Uh, the Tigers tries to Harry Grant, a double to Talal. Um BJ Leilua, a double to Nofaluma. And uh, Dewey with tries. M'Bai, um, four of seven conversions. And uh, the Doggies uh, try to Remus Smith and a conversion to Jake Avarillo. Excuse me.
0: The game pretty much went as expected. You know, the the dogs get in and, and have their world absolutely fucking crushed by having their best player crippled within the first couple of minutes. You know, they, they looked at a different team, especially in defence with Hoju at, uh, at fullback. But the football gods came in and fucking took him off their hands. Um, the Tigers put in probably the. The most complete performance that I've seen for them this year, albeit against you know, very understrength opposition. But it was interesting to see them get a run where they had a little bit of uninterrupted play time. Um, I t- to be frank, I didn't think Reynolds would have the impact that he has, and whether I don't it's just his had, energy,
1: I, you know what the impact. I regrettably, uh, I've been looking into the because we, you know we love Benji. And I have been, I have been, you know, watching. I went through and watched the fucking the extended highlights of every game mm. this season, mm. and his defense was pretty fucking bad. Yeah, like I, I, I will concede that in retrospect. And I think you know what? That's what Reynolds brings to the team. Just that mm-hmm. he doesn't let fucking tries in. Yep. That's and and I guess if he that's all he does, then I, I guess it's you know kind of. It, allow, it allows, you know, Brooks and, and Harry Grant to do things. Yeah, and, to do what they're doing. Yeah. And
0: that's the thing. You know, Benji was obviously instrumental in most of their tries for the beginning of the year. But if they've got a solution that stops them leaking... Yeah. You know, whilst, whilst allowing the freedom of other players to create, then that's that's the option you go with. And I how guess.
1: dare... I mean, how dare Madge try and take the Tigers away from their historical fucking birthright and legacy, <laughs> which is to let in 30 points and score 32. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <How> fucking dare <laughs> That is correct. Uh, Shabugan on Twitter said, Is Embai the new Gandalf? He does not like passing, does he? Uh, proud Bulldogs fan, GT351 underscore John, says, I preferred the time earlier in the year when the NRL was not on. I didn't miss the NRL, <laughs> and I certainly didn't miss the house efforts. Everyone that disgraced the blue and white jersey tonight, give yourselves an uppercut. Bring COVID-19 back now to end the shit season. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> uh, the Real Ince Robbo says, six is just an upside down nine, but I'll take it. Jason Hogan on Twitter. Interesting stat, this one. He said, it's never good when your fullback, who only lasts five minutes, has more running meters than your hooker. I know Marshall King spent some time in the centers, but it's not good enough. It's fucking not. Uh, Supergraver said Holland couldn't catch the Rona on the Ruby Princess. Terry said why is Adam Elliott the best option for a dog's attacking kick on the last tackle? Fucking disgraceful to lose like this. The whole side can just fuck off. Oof. It it did seem that the dogs did enough that you, know, you can forgive them because they're, they're a side lacking on talent. If they're just yeah. all going out there and busting their ass, but they are just not as talented as the players they're playing against, you can forgive them for being overrun. But yeah, when they're doing dumb shit like that all night.
1: They were in the first half, they were in this game for quite a long time. Yeah. And then that's, and that's where they hit that talent ceiling. And they just like, it's just effort, effort. Um, you know, they work the field position, can't convert yep. into anything. And eventually they just fall away.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, now we're going to start getting into some of these Tigers tweets. And I'd just like you to contrast these, as I said before, with... Yeah. So, uh, the first one goes to Real Dad. says, I've never been one of these talk-your-team-up types. (laughs) Just happy to see some fine young men enjoying their time in front of some cardboard cutouts. That's as chirpy as you deserve to get after beating the Bulldogs. Yeah. So, Stuart (laughs) said, uh, I can't even make jokes about that game. That was, after the first try at least... The most controlled, pressure-building performance I can recall seeing from the Tigers. There's been chopping and changing and noises from Madge about what he wants to see improved, but if this is what all the pieces falling into place look like, I'm watching. I know it was the Bulldogs, but you've got to respect your opposition and play the game properly, and that they did. The final one will give... The OG One-Eyed Tiger. Finally. The boys played for 80 minutes. Madge would be proud of that effort in D. Big challenge next week against Penrith, but we'll take confidence from that win. Enjoy your week on the bottom of the table with those Mars bars, doggies. (laughs) That should translate into, that was a hardly opposed training run.
1: Imagine being, imagine like the pride being because you finally played an 80 minute game of football. Yeah. It just goes to show that the the, the years the years of, and how the standard and the bar has been lowered.
0: Lift these these, fans.
1: these these twenty twenty tigers are going to be the greatest tigers team in the history of the franchise oh, by the end of the season. Yeah, when they finished like ninth, <laughs> because they're going to you know because the, the, the KPIs are play for eighty minutes a couple of times. Fucking correct. <laughs> Harry, yeah. And then and then at the end of it all, they're gonna be, oh my god, we build amazingly. What a yeah. fucking great season. See you, Hazard. <laughs> Back to Melbourne, you go, oh fucking Billy Walters. Oh, well, there's another year out of development when any of these shit comes, we're actually left
0: with. Yes. I just don't want to see you get crushed, Tigers fans. Cause it's coming. What a segue. <laughs>
1: Right, okay. Previews: Melbourne Storm versus Roosters uh, Thursday night at Suncorp Stadium. Fucking, we should go to that one, hey? See some quality football in Brisbane. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so Munster's out for a, a good couple of weeks. So Riley Jacks comes in with Hughes in the halves, and uh, Cooper Johns comes into the reserves. The Roosters. Okay, so we've got Jake Friend coming back to hooker. Verrills, unfortunately, he's gone. Mm. Radley, gone. Mm. Uh, Nat Butcher comes in. He's a he's a he's a very capable replacement. Uh, Teddy's back at fullback. Yep. So that moves Manu to centre. Moores returns to centre. And uh, look, I think yeah, okay. I just solely based on the fact that I just don't think that Riley Jackson Hughes can do a goddamn thing against yeah. against what is an injury hit, but just uh, you know it's just an incredible. Yeah, demonstration yeah, of the, it's injury a, a, dem- a demonstration of the depth they possess. Yeah, that's it. When they can lose some great players and replace them with Jake Friend and Nat Butcher. Yeah. So, Teddy back, otherwise, you know, settled settled Rooster's side that's in good form, It's in winning form. And like a hit out against the Warriors is not the, is not the lead up to, to this sort of game. I I don't think it'll be especially heavy heavy defeat to the Storm because they do have that ability just to, the the DNA in the club to hang in there, but I think that the Roosters will win comfortably. Yes, the Raiders take on the Dragons at GIO, Canberra in Canberra. Oh, I forget yeah because this round is the round where home games are home games home. again. Yep. Yeah, except okay. for Ex-
0: filthy Victorians.
1: Oh, can we just take a moment to say how fucking disappointing and and filthy fucking Victoria is
0: you are the Nathan Cleary's forehead of Australia. Exactly. And not for the good reasons that he's his forehead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's like it's the, the, the anger that I feel towards the state of Victoria at the moment and, the, and the, their bad eating fucking habits that they're displaying mm. at the moment is that it's jeopardizing the travel to the meetup at the end of October for members. If they don't pull their fucking shit together Correct. real quick, yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna pre- unless unless the members are super committed and they fucking do like fourteen days, like they come up two weeks earlier and then get released from quarantine the day before the <laughs> <Yeah>. meetups. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm not gonna tell anyone to do that because that's a that's a that's a crazy level of. Uh... Anyway, back to the task at hand. Um, the Raiders are a cunt circus at the moment. Um, Curtis Scott's been benched, which you which know, is just great, but I mean, like, having him in fourteen. You don't need a center as a utility, so I would hope he'd drop the fuck out by the time they get to the the, the seventeen but an hour before kickoff. Oldie to start in the center, ever reliable Michael Oldfield, and uh, tapping his back, and he's a great replacement for Horsberg, And um, no more tears. And Simonson comes back into the side uh, now that uh, Rappin is out. I think Canberra instantly better without Curtis Scott if he doesn't get pushed into the into the centers in future yes. cuts correct I think you know current form I think Simonson's a better option than Rappinger I don't know I'm not I'm not sure about Oldfield in the centers I'd almost you know be inclined to switch him out with Kotrick and uh and just swap him around but um otherwise you know the Canberra squad it's about as good as it's going to get at this time dragons they've had no change and surely Canberra and Canberra in the month of July surely
0: <sighs> yeah surely right the Dragons have been improving. You know, some yeah. continuity and some stability in their roster and not where they're fucking playing. Yeah,
1: not just swapping fucking players out willy-nilly every yeah. week after
0: a loss. Well, yeah, midway through a fucking game. Yeah. Uh, and that that's paid some dividends. I think Canberra's ceiling is much higher than the Dragons. Maybe this Bateman saga being done and dusted with gives them some closure. I don't know how much that was affecting them, uh, but now I'm going to tip Canberra here.
1: The Eels take on the Cowboys. And uh, this is the late Friday game.
0: Mm-hmm. Bankwest Stadium. Yes. So no change for them?
1: Nope. Jyfield comes in for the injured Mitchell Moses. David Gower replaces Alvaro. Mm-hmm. Val Holmes is reserved for the Cowboys. may come back in. Uh, Opacic comes into centre. Justin O'Neill on the wing. It's tough, eh? I mean, like you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to overstate the importance of Mitchell Moses in in the eel side. I mean, when they were weren't playing great or weren't doing anything particularly spectacular, they were still winning because he could find the grass and kick to the corners, yep. and they could follow it up with a good chase, and they could just he, control the he, fucking territorial battle in a
0: game. He was doing. And in hindsight, almost a, a Thurston-like performance. not in skill or impact or anything. He's not at that level just yet, but in that thing of, I'll put the ball where it needs to be, and I will lead the fucking chase down there and mm-hmm. scream at any cunt who doesn't follow me. Yep. To hurry up. Yep. And that goes a long way, you know, over the course of a game. Can't
1: go past the Yields at Bankwest. Correct. I mean, Cowboys was great. It was great to see him smash the Knights last week, but.
0: Two weeks yeah, in a row. Yeah. Ish.
1: Titans versus the Sharks at Hope Solo, Coliseum. Dale Copley's out. Tyrone Peachy starts in the centers. Oop. Bryce Cartwright to the bench. Sharkies, uh, Fafida and Hamlin Newelly swap back again. Whether, well, you know, they'll probably swap back on game day. Mm. Uh, look, I, you can't go past the Sharks. I mean the Titans, not to the same extent the Dragons had, but they've shown they've shown impro- improvement, I
0: think. Yes. But again, too much strike power for them to deal with. Yep there's only so many intercept tries that Don can score over the course of a season.
1: Sharks to win. Warriors take on the Broncos at Central Coast Stadium. So, uh, Tuvasa shecky has gone. Tour mm. returns to the wing. Yep. Herbert to the centers. Wade Egan's back, which mm-hmm. is a plus for them. Mm-hmm. Um. To Noel Brown and Parsi return to the starting side. Has Hetherington been named? He is straight onto the bench in number 15. Yep. So, they're going to throw him straight in there? Well, there you go.
0: The Broncos are going to get 47 penalties.
1: <laughs> and potentially have a man advantage at several 10-minute periods of the game. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Oates has been dropped. That was the big news from the Broncos camp this week. Yeah, interesting. And there was some weird fuckery going on with Darius Boyd. Like, he came out to training when he, he was strapping the boots on and he was wearing, like, the the high-vis, like, reserve groups, yeah. you know, designator. And then he went back in, you know, got changed and then ultimately didn't. And he's been named in four. Like, uh, you know,
0: Oates obviously had his sin bidding, but...
1: It's just such a weird trajectory for him because he's always been that fucking Broncos player that could make anything happen. Yeah. And invariably from like a kick return or something yeah. like that. And then, yeah, he, he there was the talk of him moving into, you know, into a back rower position.
0: Which he, he, had, a, he'd he had always asked Wayne yeah, to do always, and Wayne always said no.
1: Yeah, and he had his crack at that and... Uh, by the end of that game, that was the Manly game, and by the end of that game, he was out on the wing again. Um. Mm. So yeah, yeah.
0: But it's just if if I'm dumping players, it's not the one that is so frustrated with the performance of the team that he's being binned for dissent. Yeah. Like that's out of character. Yeah. Corey Oates is not a ref abuser. No. You know. Uh Yeah, interesting
1: Osako comes back in Flegler comes back from suspension
0: And Milford's still there
1: And Milford's still there hmm. Look, it's really hard to recommend the Warriors though I mean, the internal ructions they have You know, this talk of three players potentially wanting to pull the pin and go back I mean, it's, it's disruptive shit Yeah I want to believe that the Broncos can get six losses in a row I want to believe it <laughs> I'll f- I tell you Uh <laughs> I've got enough kids. I'll even fucking dedicate a nut to the cause if, it, if that's what it takes.
0: But <laughs> I will try and impregnate a tender bedgie. And you know what? I'll, I'll name my illegitimate child Fuss. <laughs> uh,
1: Warriors 13 plus. <laughs> the West Tigers take on the Penrith Panthers at Bankwest Stadium. The, uh, there are no changes to the 17 for the Tigers. Um, Russell Packer is back from suspension in the 21. Uh, Panthers. Mansell replaces Naden, who then drops to outside of the 17.
2: Oh.
1: So, mm. surely Penrith. I mean... You have to tip that. You, you have to go Penrith. I mean, you've got to look at
0: the... Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm
1: not a believer of the West Tigers yet, to be perfectly honest. I, I, and also, I'm not a believer in this, you know, lay Nofaluma business either. I still believe that there is incredible fucking opportunity
0: to go at them, all especially
1: fucking night. when they, uh, they they land on the same exact position where where out is going to be trying to fucking kick charge out, from fight from five yeah, meters that's
0: out. That's it. Although, and see, here's my thing. I like I'm I'm a Mansell fan. Yeah. But if I've got to choose between him and Naden, yeah. even though he's young and he's got a brain snap in him, it's just Naden's got the pace that I would put him there over Source. And, and Source has been great this year. I feel like
1: that's all he's got, though. He's been like reborn.
0: Pace. Yeah, and so when you've got people that are poor at making decisions when things are happening at high speed.
1: Yeah, but he could just get him out of position and just truck him. Yeah. And, you know, like maybe he doesn't slice through without a hand laid on him. But he might just run straight over the. That's top. That's not Josh
0: it. anymore, though. Since the face, he's not the put the head down and carry someone on your shoulders over the trial on anymore. Hmm. Um, but yeah, fuck. Who knows? Stranger things. Panthers are going to win in, in the forwards. Without you doubt. know, Fisher Harris. Yeah, absolute fucking anally. Put your house on it.
1: Mighty Manly Ring of Seagulls take on the Knights at Brookie. So Suli comes back into the side to fix the back line there. I presume that although he has been uh, outside of the seventeen. I, I still think that Brendan Elliott will probably be fullback and then they'll uh, flick Funa and Garrick will go back to the wing. Mm. But we'll fucking see. I mean Desi, you know, is not he is not a slow learner and he's not someone that uh, you know, dwells on poor decisions and, and you know, keeps trying to make shit, you know, persist with dumb shit like a like a Mary would or a seabold, if you will. Um <laughs> so and I expect it's a general lifting attitude. The knights uh, Bradman best comes <laughs> returns after his uh, COVID business last week. Shibasaki's out. Uh, SESI returns to starting lock. Uh, Glasby did not pass his HIA from last week, and uh, Pasami Solo joins the interchange. Oh, Tautoumong is still there. You go. He's an eighteen. I mm. thought he was. I thought he was gone. Well, there you go. Look, Manly Brookvale, fucking lock it in, and uh, Danny Levi uh, revenge game as well.
0: Ooh, I'm calling it. Uh, yep. Yeesh.
1: And Kalen uh, Ponga is going to get absolutely fucking all I want out of this game, other than the two points, two important two points. Mm. I just, just football gods, hear me now, please. Let Kalen Ponga sweep right <laughs> and meet George Tafua <laughs> in another highlight for his real. life.
0: Yeah.
1: I will I if if I if, if George could get Ponger with similar to the one that um who was it that fucked Moylan the other week? DWZ, DWZ yeah. Yeah. If George could do that to Ponger I
0: oh, I Yeah I, Yeah I'd like to say I
1: would come would be an understatement.
0: It it's an opportunity for Newcastle to write the ship. Yeah. And well, then both not, sides really. They're not in the premiership contender conversation. At this stage the of the think They
1: were they were last they were last week. Yeah, they were. Like they were like a week and a half ago.
0: Correct. And the way they respond to what they dished up last week will go a long way to if they are included and how seriously they're included moving forward.
1: Yep. Oh, and I also see that uh that well, you know, hopefully it takes, but the other thing I didn't mention in the game the fucking this the thing when Desi like twice this season he's split for Newell Blake into power. Yeah. Like those two, like as a, as a front row pairing, are the best in the comp. And in a game with the rules change that it seems to be so important to getting mm-hmm. early momentum and, and that sort of thing, why wouldn't you just fucking put your big guns out and just fucking blast and dominate from the word go? He split them twice this year. Once was the Broncos game, yep, 4 half time. Mm-hmm. Next, Sharks game, six half time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean it's fucking don't just don't do it, man. Mm.
0: Just fucking don't. Maybe you're starting to get a bit of canterbury, does about him. Yeah,
1: Canterbury Des was uh, gone to two grand finals. So <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> sorry, maybe he got a little bit of end of Canterbury Des about him. <laughs> mm.
1: So yeah, Manly obviously thirteen plus nights forever. Our bitches and um, Bradman Worst than the fucking hype machine are going to be. Uh, they're going to be giving Corey Horsberg fucking lessons on how to tap into your emotions. <laughs> the doggies take on the rabbits. Rabbits. I don't even fucking talk about it. Yeah. Hopper Jr.'s out for like the year or for ages, isn't he? Yeah. So, yep. No, honestly, no Hopper Jr. That's like he's 30% of that fucking side. He's
0: still great. Well, he is, he is their entire goal line defense. Yeah. He is still great. Yes.
1: And without him, they are legit 30% worse. So, yeah. Correct. Hey, is this his old mate? Oh, he's not quite here. He's not quite out of quarantine yet, is he? Luke Thompson. No I'm interested to see how he goes when he starts That's the only Literally the only reason to watch doggies' games in, in the coming weeks mm. um, Rabbitohs It doesn't even matter it, I mean Latrell Mitchell's a fullback I oh, know doesn't matter Yep doesn't not matter They're going to get fucking trucked And it's going to be one of these games Where we go Oh my god Latrell's amazing again <laughs> He's fucking back Don't go,
0: Tigers fan it Yeah Yeah Remember you playing Yeah
1: mailbag right so um last week we had uh sam said he wanted to he wanted to, to, to say seabold sucks in a few languages it's kind of hard to, to translate seabold sucks because you know it's a very ambiguous like it's very clear what it means in english
0: yeah and seabold will be the same in
1: yeah yeah so but if you want to say seabold can't coach Okay. So in Vietnamese, Swahili, Chinese. I got all the languages, bitches. What other questions have we got here? Oh, some of these things have just fucking gone over each other. Let me just uh, delete that one. So just I can see the, there three go.
0: is not all the languages, just putting that out there.
1: No, but I mean, I could have gone the easy options like Spanish and French and Japanese and ones that are actually le studied. In
0: Siebold, le cunt face.
1: Ne peux pas cocher.
0: Well, you know, yeah, that's obviously, you know, Spanish. It's just Seabold sucks.
1: Seabold no puede Okay, so uh, Terry Bull, can we have no more hashtags for rat bags? I'm game.
0: I don't understand that at all.
1: Stuart said, is there any recording or verbatim transcript of what Bellamy and Smith said to the Warriors? I'm intrigued to know just how they chose their words to find a balance between gloating and being encouraging. When you consider Bellamy's record as a man manager and Smith's record as a referee influencer, mm. I reckon we could glean a lot from how they spoke to that dressing room. I I too would love to, to know. And uh, I, as far as I know, there were no journalists in there. The reason why I say that is because it would have mm. been they would have recorded it and it would have been transcribed for the articles.
0: Yeah, and also I, th- I think with their motivations, you know, I, I think with Bellamy it would, it would have been at most a courtesy thing, him going in there and doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron Smith, it was just an inflated sense of self-importance. which just typified his career. Exactly. So, um, no, I'm not interested at all. Fuck them.
1: Dan said, uh, does Sticky deliberately recruit forwards who are a bit touched? I thought I'd seen it all after Hudson Young's blatant eye gouge in front of 24 TV cameras. Then came Hornsberg's Bizarre Theatrics. Until then, I'd only ever seen toddlers cry a tear of rage. This is what happens when they're too angry to get the words out. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what
0: it was. Ricky seems to, to go for that stereotypical, you know, you can't coach passion or you can't coach yeah. heart. Yeah. And that goes one of two ways when the going gets tough. They the you know, put their head down and, and whiten it through, who yep. got got himself through some shitty performances yep. and by the end of the game was man of the match last year.
1: Yeah. Oh, and remember, yeah, you know, he was he started off the season and they still got paid. Yeah, that's you know, that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Um it, or it goes to oh oh fuck, you <laughs> and that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um passion. Unpredictable oh, since 1975. The, the other
1: thing is, what what a, what kind of a fucking stereotype meme human do you have to yeah. be to be a redheaded person who loses their shit emotionally? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has
1: exactly. there ever been a study done like a, the, the corollary with yeah with, you know, with, with with redheaded people and like heightened emotional response to stuff?
0: Yeah. Well, no, but like, let's do it. <laughs> Please, someone give us a grant. Someone send us the paperwork to fill out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, presumably, you know, it'd be, it'd be a, a, a juicy federal grant that would allow us to devote like a good two years and to get it. us
0: some fucking lab coats, <laughs> speculums, and S- SPF eight million.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Nathan said, "Why are the Broncos so shit, and why does it make me so happy?" Look. You know, we can make some guesses why they're so shit. Just you know, everything we've said on the show. Look, it it looks. Why does it make you so happy? Because you're a normal human being, and it's a normal human response.
0: I've been through a situation with Penrith where it is obvious that whatever the coach is putting down is getting through a certain amount to a certain percentage of the players. Mm -hmm. Then there's that other percentage of the players that don't get it at all, but have enough experience to half know what they're doing. Yep. And then there's the rest of them that just don't get it and they're completely lost with everything that's going on in the club. And that's what the Broncos look like to me at the moment. Yep.
1: Uh, Daniel said, when when the Dogs uh, do sack Dean Pay, who's the new coach and what does the reported $3 million war chest buy? Mm. Well, I really think... They need to invest some money in another half if they don't manage to retain Kieran Foran. Yes. Maybe Blake Green. Maybe there's a possible destination for him. Mm-hmm. They need a fucking game manager, which they do not have. Yes. That's one thing they need. Yep. Some money's going to go into Thompson. Uh, you know, there's probably plenty of forwards that are out there that they could try and buy. Yeah. Why wouldn't they try and land a big fish like? I mean, if they've got if if that three million dollar war chest is real, <coughs> then. Why don't you invest some of that in the likes of a of a David Fafita, yeah? If you could, that's it. I mean, it seems like he's prepared to go for money. Apparently,
0: going after Bateman,
1: yeah, yeah. And I mean, and and he's not he's not super expensive either. I mean, that's sort of talking like three or four years for two million. I mean, that's like that's worth it. Yeah, that's that's not
0: overs. But you you look at any club, like the last club that had any sort of success was probably Manly that had young. Halves. Brisbane got to a yep. grand final with relatively young halves. Yep, but Manly had some success with it when you had a Terry. Super, Evans yeah, and Ford. that was like first year in the NRL. But, yeah. but you also had representative level players yeah. in very key positions around them that had longevity together. Like you had yeah. the or, Stewart or brothers. You had Pete you had, Matt, you had Matt Ballin
1: who was, who was solid who was solid as shit and reliable. And then you had like you know the Stewart brothers combination. And then he and then. Yeah, and anyway, Jamie Lyon mm. obviously was, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had, they had, and like you know, Beave—they had so many fucking people. You think? Mm. Well, I didn't actually know not have Beave in twenty eleven though. They had Beave when Four started, but yeah. Um, so, actually, no, know just missed out on that year. But um, yeah, boys, they had fucking tons of yeah, exactly guys. Right. Around him. But this, is, yeah, I just feel like like because for, for for what he brings to the table, he's not like a game managing half, not at all. So if they could get someone like a Blake Green, who's got a, a decent long kicking game and can handle that side of things, I think that would improve them immeasurably because they, yeah. you know. But, man, are they even going to sack Pay? I know they had the meeting and the support thing. Yeah, and I know that he's probably closer to to getting the axe than. Any other coach? He, at the what's moment, he? I think.
0: What's he been allowed to do though? Like seriously, what changes has he been allowed to make to that roster since Desi had it? Desi got Narpa in there, didn't he?
1: Don't don't know. Or is that no? Because Desi had a year off.
0: That's right. Yeah, he, he had a full year off yeah. before he came back. To, yeah, so. Um, but he really hasn't been able to make some. Any massive yeah, or changes or, to have, that. or have
1: the changes he's made. Just been shit. I don't
0: think that makes it worse. Is this
1: his third year?
0: Fuck, who knows? I, I mean, at some point you got to fucking.
1: It's like at some point, yeah. You can't. I mean, you not no one's going to tell me that like that Luke Thompson was is like the first signing he's made or anything like that. You Jesus know? Christ! Because if that's okay. the case, yeah. What well, are you just doing? D.W.Z. Yeah. Like you got him in there as well. Yeah, true. Like
0: yeah, true. Crichton.
1: Um. Oh, Michael. What What are your thoughts on the Broncos? What's wrong? How do we fix it? common theme this week what's wrong I just think that you well you hear I mean we, we hear what the media allows us to hear but I've heard yep. all sorts of shit like the, the the basic genesis is there are players on too much money who are not living up to that you know showing the leadership that their price tag and position within the side dictates Dictates. Yep. yeah and now then so then you got to look okay so why Mm. And yeah, T-Bold apparently like he's he doesn't have like a lot of buy in for what he's doing. Apparently, he's like super complicated. The way he's like the opposite of Bellamy. Like Bellamy gives people a simple list of KPIs to achieve that makes their job very easy to focus on.
0: Here are the four things that you have Mm -hmm. to do, and you have to make sure that you do these four things. All the fucking time.
1: Apparently, Seabold, uh, um, you know, he's, he dictates very heavily, you know, this is where Milford, this is where you operate on the field, Croft, this is where you operate on the field. Mm. Things like that that, I guess, for, for like a Milford type character, who's yeah. who seems to, his highlight reel seems to be about, you know, off the cuff. Like, how many,
0: how many times last year were Brisbane out of a game? And then Milford would do some fucking vintage Milford shit and Mm -hmm. run around three guys and do that thing where he didn't look to be going fast, Mm -hmm. but no one could fucking put a hand on him. Mm -hmm. And then he'd put a chip through and he'd all of a sudden be there catching it. Yeah. Yeah. Why stifle that? And
1: then there's the other like intangible things like the the team culture. And then there's the talk of, you know, well, they got away from- you know, you know, shunning when they shun Kevin Walters, who yep. who you know seems to think that he had almost like a, a like a verbal agreement to be taking over after Wayne, and then that, and he has, and Kevin Walters has the buy-in from all these other ex-players who are all still sort of attached to the club in various ways with yeah. their tendrils in there and very influential. Mm. Um, then they they then there's this, the mysterious story of what happened with the Josh Maguire. Like Wayne Bennett was saying, that like he had, like two weeks before he went to the Cowboys, mm. Wayne Bennett still had the side, and he was and he's like you know, had talked to him about him being you know one of the the top tier leaders within the side, mm. and this is what was going to happen, and then Seibold like Seibold talks yeah. to him, and he's fucking boom, he's gone yeah. up to the Cowboys. It's- so the, so there's just you know I think the story of what's wrong with the Broncos today. Is not going to be written for like another couple of years potentially when yeah. some, you know, some more people yeah. moved on from the situation.
0: The genesis of it was the board up there did the good old fucking chop and change thing. Yep. As in, South Sydney have had a medium of success mm-hmm. this year. So we need a new coach because we're not really happy with our results. And so we just put our blinkers on and think that. The successful thing out of that club must be the coach because that's what we need a new one of, and we'll just transplant it, and get success. Yeah. Fucking naive.
1: Even saw in that thing with that Wayne Bennett where he's saying like the Broncos are like they're having a coaching selection. You yep. know, to see who they make an offer to, and and like Dimitri has obviously been a guy like waiting in the wings yep. for a while too. And Wayne said, "Don't." He said, "Don't even fucking bother, dude." Yeah. He said they've already decided. Like they're yeah. they're saying that they're selecting mm-hmm. it. They've already decided on Seibold. Don't even fucking yeah, waste your time, mate. It. You know. Um. Russ says how many other Horsberg passionate tears of rage instances can you recollect? Honestly none. like like crying with anger. Yeah. I, don't, I can't recall any but I you know I'm not gonna say it was the first time it ever happened though so by all means hit us up if you if you remember any let us know because I'm certain that there'll be other ones but yeah surely, surely. Ross. I have a bit of an issue, the change where referees will be able to immediately restart the tackle count when markers are not square or break early at the play of the ball. There are a few clubs, especially Storm, who, when tackled, take a step forward and to the side or lunge forward into the (coughs) marker to get their roll-on happening, or then Smith runs into the marker and wins a penalty. This could be a disaster. I agree with what you're saying. However, I also want to light a candle and perhaps preemptively hope for the best here Mm -hmm. that if they step to the side or take that step forward, like at the moment, too many step forward, they just blow the whistle and say, "Fucking march it, it back, back three yeah. meters or whatever. And yeah, I am hoping that what happens is if they step to the side, they'll just consider it because you're know, for the flow of the game and everything. I hope they'll just, they'll just consider that milking. Same as if you're, yep. you know, same as if you're, you're spacking out too much on the ground, Correct. you know, trying to make it look like they're holding you down and they call milking. Hopefully, a step to the side will be considered milking so therefore if you do it and then you'll get, no you, you get no benefit to it mm. because you won't get the six again and the marker will be and the marker will be able to step across early yep. or whatever which may give you less roll than you initially wanted to correct uh, what else have we got here Dane said well what's bigger hope solos cavernous clam or the whole Curtis Scott leaves for the opposing attack to run trains through
0: Ooh, A lot of Curtis Scott hate this week, and rightly so. Uh, Hope's all
1: Sam Sam, for this week's Seabold Sucks segment, we should go through the alphabet to describe him. For example, A for arrogant, B would be for plan B. He never has one. C is for contracted too long. <laughs> send him in, folks. Send him in. Uh, Nathan said Josh Hoffman spotted at the Brecky Creek Hotel. Wonder if signing with the Broncos. He lives in Townsville. Ooh. Maybe.
0: Oh well.
1: And uh, just uh, hit the tipping quickly. Knights Crusade Twenty Twenty is on top by himself. There you go. And then that's for credit. Then we've got uh, four guys tied on forty-one, which is six again. Yanar, One-Eyed Tiger, Cowboy, and Christian Lin. And then we go back. There's probably another ten guys on forty. So we've got JBB, Andy, Sneaky Kiwi, Mike Corona, and King Kong. Hmm. So that's it. Full-time for episode 357. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, Facebook community lives at the hashtag Twill Nation. So uh, get in there if you can. We're seeing uh, new people flooding there every day, and it's uh, I assume it's new listeners that have uh, seen the featuring on on uh, Apple Podcasts. So thank you. Welcome. The community is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Um, we're also on Facebook Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash this week in league and you guys seem to have no problem finding that because we've seen the likes come in there every day as well um,
0: get in like, and make yourself known in the group
1: yeah don't don't be shy I mean when, when we approve your entry into the group just post some shit. let us you know who do you support yeah you know jump in the banner put a paint a target on yourself immediately and uh,
0: exactly and prepare for the good times so it's basically like primary school You'll know that you're popular if you're getting shit hung <laughs> on you.
1: Exactly. We'll just walk in there and just just have a read of some of the threads. Yes. And then just, just and then just walk up and just punch the, the <laughs> punch the person who posts the most in the face. Isn't <laughs> you know that how it's prison rules? Um so if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only three ninety nine per month. Three
0: ninety nine?
1: And we did have some uh, some reviews, but I didn't paste them into this document, so I'll do them next week. I know one was from Biggest Tiger, though, so thank you, sir. Oh, You're a legend. Wonderful. And uh, the other one, I, I cannot remember off the top of my head. It was more recent, a week more recent than Biggest one. But thank you for the reviews. Really appreciate them, and I will read them out next week. Um, that's it. Nice. You have anything else to add, sir? Nope. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. That's just a sigh. Just a <sighs> way to end the way to end the show on a fucking low.
0: Oh, stop it! <laughs>
1: That's basically like the the, the end of seven. <laughs> it's just like oh yeah, shit.
0: Gwyneth Paltrow died. How good was that?
1: Yeah, he was great. But I mean, Brad Pitt seemed like a good go. dude. Yeah, he didn't, he
0: didn't. He didn't. He didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that anguish. Think of all the fucking rolled ankles on vagina eggs. It's, really like, it's like
1: it's like it's like fucking Nathan Cleary. I mean, like he, he wakes up and he looks in the mirror and he sees the fucking password oozing yeah, out there, exactly. and he and he turns around. To the, he turns around to the five in his bed and he's just like, "What's in your box? What's in your box?" <laughs> 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 See you next week. Later.